up, y'all? This is RVS. This is R-O-D, a.k.a. Rated R. And we are the We Coming For You cast. And we talk about pro wrestling from a black dude's perspective. Tell them what they can expect on this here podcast. Oh, we're going to give you all the raw and dirty and the everything black from AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, and any other wrestling in between. If you want to wrestling unfiltered, uncensored, and you want it raw, you need to subscribe to the We Coming For You cast. Right here on SOLC Network. All right, man, we are back. Once again, we are back. Um, special special event, special report style. And I felt like it was only right. I needed to reach back uh, for the sports scenario, doing the things we usually do. I need to bring in some, some hardcore veterans, some veterans of the game, some veterans of the conversation, the people that I chop it up with about the game all the time. So I had to go back in deep into the uh, NBA 75 archives. <laughs> <laughs> And get and get players from different eras. So we got my man, we got my man Jo from out in Western Missouri. <laughs> we went on way on down into the heart of Texas via Amen. via Berkeley, and got my man DJ out. So hey, and all we here to do, all we here to do is to have a spirited, and I mean truly spirited. We don't do free advertising on this show, but trust me, it's something good in this in this bottle. So a, a truly spirited conversation about what the hell is happening in the NBA offseason. Because it's, it's, it's like some time I've never seen before in my life, man. So we got Kevin Durant. We got James Harden swearing he got a new lease on life. We got, uh, oh, God, who else? We got Brad Beal opting in. We got Jokic setting the record for the highest contract. It's a lot going on. But... I just got to throw it out, man, and get some original thoughts just about the big picture about where we've been since the finals ended because it feels like another universe so far. So I'm just going to throw it out there. We're going to see where the night goes, and we're going to see where it lands. A hundred percent. You said another universe. I don't know. I, I just what, What's that movie? Uh, I just watched Doctor Strange. We're in the multiverse right now. This is some other I, – I don't know. I've never seen this before. So I thought it was going to be a boring offseason because there was like no crazy guys that was going to be free agents. Like I didn't think it was going to be a thing where he's going to have a big bidding war or anything like that. But I'm just going to go out there and say I think the fix was in. I think the NBA knew it wasn't going to be no offseason like that. And then they decided to partner up with KD and say, listen, man, I know you might be feeling away. I know things been a little crazy. Just wait to put it out there. And then, boom, as soon as Cats started getting cash, started getting signed up, now KD's a free agent. D- DJ, what you right. got for me, Doc? I know you see the big print on the wall. It's funny. So yesterday, me and Q was talking about this yesterday. So we, 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 we actually sat there and we pulled up the free agency list for this summer. And, man, when I tell you, that list was short. <laughs> oh, God, that list was short. I mean, outside of the big names, the Brad, the Zach. You know, but players we knew that was just opting out just to resign for the, you know, for the big, for the big payday. So as we got to, you know, looking at some names, man, we was like, God damn, like it really ain't nothing out there. Cause we talk about the Knicks. We started on the Knicks, but they cleared up all this cap space for Jalen Brunson. <laughs> say that, say that again. You clear up all this cap space for Jalen Brunson. For, for a- all right. A- let me, let me ask you about that real quick. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, to me, to me, I feel like he's Kyle Lowry, 2K22. <laughs> but 
And I don't remember any time where Cats was clean. Like Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is going to go to the Hall of Fame. We can park it like that. We can talk about it when we talk about it. Kyle Lowry, in my mind, is going to the Hall of Fame because the credentials is looking a little looking a little stacked when you start to put them up against other cats. But I never remember cats making room for Kyle Lowry <laughs> to be on the squad. Listen to me. Listen to me. When when I got <laughs> in, I mean, you gave up Burks. You gave up Nerlens. You gave up uh, – you got Mitchell Robinson still out there as a free agent. You, mm-hmm. You're trying to give up Cam Reddish, which is a viable wing, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And you got, first of all, to even start this whole thing off, you go sign Julius Randle for a stupid amount of money. Is that Julius Randle is anything above a C player in the league. Who's gold Randle? Listen, man, don't get me started. So then, so now you out here clearing, you giving up picks on draft night. Like, you ain't even trying to take none of the young talent coming in, all because you just a firm believer that Jalen Brunson is going to take you to the promised land. So I need to know who's smoking what. <laughs> we can all get a strand so we can all participate. So, I mean, what, what does, what does Jalen Brunson really do for you if you're the New York Knickerbockers, other than just further confirm that you're still the same New York Knickerbockers that drafted Frank Nidalekina, or however you pronounce his last name. <laughs> I, I mean, what? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what are we doing here? I mean, my thing is, I look at that move, and I think that sometimes some places you got to make a move because you just got to make a move. You know what I mean? And it's like they signed Jalen Brunson fully knowing that you just got to do something. Now, the, the Knicks absolutely need better guard play. Like, there's no doubt about that. Knicks need better guard players. Jalen Brunson above the 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 tie that any other option they got a point guard there? Absolutely. It's not even close. Right. And is the East kind of open on the bottom side? I, I mean, I guess. But when you're the Knicks, man, when do you get to the point where you just like, listen, hey, we got to draft it to get it because it ain't coming on its own. <laughs> but they did, though. That's the crazy part about it. So if you go back, they 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 took the unicorn. Which one? RJ? KP. 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 I mean, but then they got out of that one quick. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, you said, you know, at what point in the Knicks, we, we got to draft it because we just not going to acquire because the Knicks ain't what the Knicks used to be. Right? I get all right. Let me let me let me let me clarify that a little bit. Some teams draft it and it changes their days. Like I know. That we got we got appreciators of Anthony Edwards here. Anthony Edwards came to Minnesota. Things changed. Things didn't change when Porz- when uh, not Porzingis. I'm sorry. When Cat got there, if Anthony Edwards wouldn't have shown up, they'd still be riding the same train they on right now. Right now, if Edwards wouldn't have shown up, he changed that franchise. Uh, uh, Trey Young, he changed that franchise down south. Luca changed that franchise. Uh, Zion, eh, eh, to be determined. Eh. We'll see. John Morant changed that franchise. What I'm saying is, is that the Knicks got to get that. And what they keep doing is ending up like one pick, two picks late for it. And it ain't happening in free agency. And because they draft bad, they can't trade for it. Who, who did they, uh, who was that they drafted before Wardell, Stephen Curry? Oh, man. They took, um, <laughs> that draft was ridiculous. That was uh, when Randy Foy and all them cats went before it. Before him, let's see. Because they took because what Johnny Flynn was in that draft, right? Johnny Flynn was in that. Johnny Johnny Flynn from Syracuse. Yep. Rubio. 
Um, damn. Oh no, I, I got it. Two thousand nine draft. Let's let's go. So the Knicks, the Knicks had the pick after the Warriors. They had they took Jordan Hill. Okay. They was waiting on Steph to fall, but it didn't happen. Okay. Okay. That draft was Blake Griffin, Hashim to beat James Harden. We'll come back oh, to that. Tyreek oh, Evans, oh. Ricky Rubio, Johnny Flynn, Steph Curry. DeMar DeRozan oh, went ninth. What was the Knicks pick? The Knicks took Jordan Hill at eight. So we passed on DeMar for Jordan Hill. And they passed on Brandon Jennings. And they passed on Jeru Holiday. <clears throat> and they passed on Ty Lawson and Jeff Teague, who did their work in their time. So aside from poor it's in the last, like, when have the Knicks drafted good? Drafted viable question. Well, Patrick Ewing w- went number one overall in uh in '85, <laughs> I think it was. About so then. So we gotta go all the way back there. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta go back to crack baby days. I mean, all right. So let's 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 do it, man. Let's do it. Let's do the last. I'm gonna do the last ten New York uh, Knicks first round picks that they kept. Obi Toppin. Oh. And Leandro Bomaro in 2020. RJ Barrett, Kevin Knox, Frankie Nicotina, Chris Stapps in 2015, <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. in 2013. I remember that. Uh, Iman Shumpert in 2011. Jordan Hill in 2009. And they took Danilo Gallinari with the sixth pick in 08. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. So... Uh, the only cat that I really look at this entire thing and I got any idea that I, I think there's any potential is still R.J. Barrett. And R.J. taking the long way. Yeah. And that's, and that's So I will say this. I think at the time when they took Shumpert, I thought that was a viable pick just because the Knicks needed defense at that time. I thought Kevin Knox was going to turn into something. They didn't play him. They didn't play no. when he came in. Who was the coach? Woodson. Yeah, they buried him. That was Woodson. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. They didn't play him. He didn't get. And it's the same thing with Reddish. Thibodeau ain't won't give him the time of day. But it's, he's a viable. You got a six six wing that can shoot. So that's the reason why Tom Thibodeau is the worst coach for that team, though, because Tom Thibodeau's not gonna play young guys. He's just not gonna do it unless he. And if he does, he gonna run him into the ground. Word to Luau Deng. So, like, the thing about it is, is that you can't have a team that needs to draft a superstar if your coach don't want nothing to do with no young guys. And if your franchise can't attract nor trade for veteran impact. Like, these two things don't don't add up. But that's the crazy part about it, because the Knicks ain't nothing but young guys. Well, yeah, but they them, but they them other kind of young guys. They them, they them young guys that, like, the Knicks roster is weird as hell. So let's just talk about it. The Knicks have been in the spotlight this offseason because the Knicks are always in the spotlight. They're the Dallas Cowboys of of the NBA. (laughs) Only problem is that the Cowboys actually make the playoffs and disappoint. That's the difference. I stamped that one. But but they're going to get talked about no matter what, and they're going to get run no matter what. So when I look at the Knicks roster, though, it makes absolutely no sense. It's just a collection of guys that was doing reaches for their free agents. You know, Evan Fournier's, 
Um, you know, you know, Julius Randle went off one time, but then you overpay for Kimba. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a whole like the roster makes absolutely no sense. It's all it, if if hope was a strategy, it would be the New York Knicks. <laughs> hope is not a strategy. Nah, but, yeah, hope is an outcome when nothing else is left. I mean, all right. I allocate a hundred million to Jalen Brunson for what? What do I get for that? You get a lot of hope. Four years, oh, 104 wow. million. I, I mean, I have no that that move. I, I'm nowhere close to to getting out of the Eastern Conference. No, absolutely. I'm scratching. I'm scratching for the bottom half of the playoff picture. Jalen Brunson, if you if you're ranking your top point guards in the NBA right now, does Jalen Brunson crack the top 15? No. And I don't have to think about that. <laughs> I don't have to think about that. No. Like if he, if he do, he 14, 15. If, like if I throw a guy out there, Trey. No. No. <laughs> Kyrie. No. no. <laughs> uh Lamello. No. <laughs> How many guys? The Bulls have got three point hold, guards. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's stop in Atlanta. Let's go Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. I'm sorry. I got I'm bookmarking that because I got I got basketball <laughs> thoughts about that. I want I and I've talked to both of y'all separately about this trade, and I feel like it's gonna be a real interesting thing. Hey, fuck it. I'm not gonna just rain on Jalen Brunson. We know what that's about. Um we here's what it's really about. Worldwide Westernham is good with his daddy. His daddy is up there. They got the Michael Porter deal. If you come up here and get your son to come, we all good. Yeah. That's what all it's really right. about. And I still am gonna say that the that the Donovan Mitchell hope hope strategy to get to New York is still in play. And Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson not winning you no playoff games. Sorry, no. I have no. <laughs> so so real so you brought it up. Dejounte Murray heading to um, heading to Atlanta for Danilo Gallinari. Shouts out, he's still around. And a couple of picks. Let's just talk basketball since before we do anything with this. Uh, okay. Josh, hit me with it, because I know that I know you you were the first person to raise your hand like, hold on, y'all. <laughs> this kind of doesn't make sense. It, it, for me, you know, you, your guy in Atlanta is Ice Trey. Mm-hmm. And Ice Trey is Ice Trey because he got that pill in his hands. Yes. You know, uh, does he have range? Absolutely. But he's not one of these guys that's coming off of – he's not moving off the ball like Steph. Yeah. Ice Trey is breaking you down and raising up, or he's breaking you down and throwing lives to Capella or kickouts to Bogdanovich and the rest of those guys. He needs the ball in his hands, is the point. Now you bring in DeJounte Murray. Very, very, very solid point guard. Good facilitator, runs the show well, but he does that with the pill in his hands. Help somebody help me out. I don't. There's one basketball and two guys that dominate. <laughs> so Josh, help, help, make it make sense for me, bro. So so it's funny. So I I said the same thing to Matt when when it when it came out, and I said I I, I thought it was a good move for Atlanta because Dejounte is a hell of a player. Like you fight for Dejounte Murray. I said so. The thing I said to Matt, I said if I'm the Hawks organization, Trey Young need to watch 
all Steph Curry film all offseason to learn how to move without the ball. Because when you get into the playoffs, like all this, everything that Trey Young does during the season is cool, it's cute. It, you know what I'm saying? It wins you some games. Obviously, it put people in the seats and all of that. But come playoff time, as we saw when they played, when they ran up against Miami, shit ain't sweet. Mm-mm. So you need somebody like a DeJounte Murray, big guard, that can get to the, you know, get to the bucket. He can create. He's a playmaker to take that pressure off of Trey so that they can't, you know what I'm saying, bully him or double him or whatever the case may be. But to your point, though, I think it bodes better for Trey to learn how to play off the ball better than DeJounte because Trey's just a better shooter. So he could be a Steph Curry-esque if he learns how to move without the ball. So Trey is trending towards that magical number that's 40% from three, right? Like last year, you know, he put up 28 a night. He put up damn near 10 assists. He shot 38% from three, all right? But Trey is absolutely a volume guy. Like Trey got to get busy on his own program. And here's my thing. When we talk about teams that's got a strategy, the Hawks haven't shifted their strategy in my book. The Hawks strategy is just to grab talent no matter what. Like it doesn't even have to make sense with what they got going on. It's just to grab talent. Like the Hawks have got too many guys on their team. And it's like you got Bogdanovich, but you already had DeAndre Hunter. And then you go and get uh, Capella and you got Akanwu, but you got John Collins. And now you got uh, you got Herter there, who's supposed to be your spot-up guy, but you don't really put him on the court. And you had to get rid of Reddish because of that. And now you bring in another point guard who's going to have to be an off-ball guard somewhat. And it's going to be like that dual ball handling thing. Like the vision I think they got was that Rockets with Chris Paul and James Harden. And th- that only that only eats so much. Like the Hawks are the the Hawks are hoarders. They got all this talent. They got all these things here, but it doesn't really make sense together. Like they a classic mm-hmm. like mid tier thing. When really what they should be doing is saying, let's get as many dogs around Trey as we can. Let Trey be our volume guy and buy into the Iverson system. The Sixers so, wasn't bringing nobody up there to take shots away from Iverson. They was bringing people up there to help him make his shots easier. And if Trey's going to be the guy they think that he's going to be, and they're going to let him go about his business that way, they need to either let him run the Iverson system or let him run the Reggie Miller system. Because those are the two guys that it feels like to me. It would have to be Iverson so, because he don't yeah. – he can't move off. He don't move off the ball like Reggie. Well, and what I mean from Reggie is not stylistically, but you knew that the system there was built for Reggie to eat. So like everything around Reggie was built for Reggie to do his thing. Like I don't think any team should go to the extent like the Rockets went to around Harden, where it was four guys watching, or <laughs> kind of low key what the Mavericks looked like with Luca. With I, Luka, still, right. I still don't oh. love that. Like the Hawks got more talent than that, but they got to parlay it together and go and get more so, things that make sense to play with him. And, and I, think we need to, I think we need to put emphasis on that point. Sometimes you have to go fit over talent. Yeah. I think, I, I, and I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Talent, talent, talent is what they're doing in Atlanta, and it doesn't fit. Right. It has, it's, a, it's a puzzle, and you have to get pieces that fit. And that's why they and don't they have. Them. You yep. in the Eastern Conference Championships, but it was all like, I don't feel like, like the Suns and the Bucks turned the corner two years ago, 
The Hawks didn't. They just got a pathway that got them there because it didn't feel like a momentum game. It just felt like a random leap that they made because of the way the dice fell. Because KD and Giannis ended up playing against each other instead of playing against them. Right. True. Right. True. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the Hawks' plan is, but to me right now, like they're a classic team that I want to save the KD conversation, but they're a team that needs to put some of those guys together and make it into a different type of impact because it's just too many top 10 guys on one team. And sometimes your point is to draft a lot of guys to get a guy. Like words of the Lakers, they drafted a lot of guys and went and got a guy. And that was the AD trade. That was the heart of it. You know what I mean? And it made sense. You know, I've been on the record questioning it, questioning if, if, if that was the way to go. But at the end of the day, it got a title and it, it consolidated a, a lot of pieces into a guy. And I feel like the Hawks are a team that needs a guy that can run with him. And even DeJounte Murray can be a trade chip. Like, look at what the Warriors did with D'Angelo Russell. They won that title because they dealt him for the right guy. Facts. Facts. So what caliber guy? do you put alongside Trey? So that's the tricky thing, right? Like, could Trey prosper a little bit more with a pick and roll option? Because that's what John Collins supposed to be doing. But he kind of there, but it's kind of like that's all he does. The thing you got to be worried about when you give a guy, I'm going to answer that question, but this is another thing I had thought about Trey with. The thing about that can be dangerous about when you got a lot of young guys and a guy like Trey is, is that them other guys not developing because they're not getting the ball up like they should because it's all about him doing it, right? And that's the thing I worry about. Like, y'all remember uh, 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 DeAndre Hunter at Virginia? Yes. He was looking like Scottie Pippen sometimes. He was was nasty. He was nasty. But now he's just kind of a guy. Yeah, okay, I see what y'all are doing. That was a subtle jab, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I see what it is. But you got... I don't know what it is, man. I'll be honest with you. You know who that guy might be right now he need to run with? It might be DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre mm. Ayton to go down there and make sense. Mm. Sign and trade with the Suns. The Suns need more guys that they can afford because they got thin, and they got ran out because they thin. They are thin. Maybe yeah. the Hawks should have been in on that Christian Wood trade instead of the uh, Mavericks. Instead of the Mavericks. I that Christian, I like the Christian Wood thought more than I like the Aiden thought with Trey. Okay. Um, can we talk? Can me, we talk about DeAndre Aiden in a second too? Yeah, we oh, oh, please, yeah, yeah, we absolutely can. <laughs> I'm never gonna forgive him for what he let Giannis do to him a, what a year or two ago. Giannis was super scion, but yeah, there was some there was some <laughs> willingness that uh, that that happened in that situation too. <laughs> I was in Vegas oh. during that finals, and I was like, God damn, dog, you might as well come out here with us. Right. <laughs> in fact, hey, I, pour, I pour him a glass. He can get in on this action. Oh, yeah, he, he might need to. He, need, he might need to explain himself. Man. Still doing better than Marvin Bagley, though. Oh, oh. He got a new situation, but, uh, though. We're going to see. We gonna see. I, think, I think him in Detroit running with Cade, it might be a breath of fresh air. I like Cade. I got I got some I think I, I want to talk about the draft too. Um let's go to the draft for a second because we kind of jumped ahead of the draft. Um 
I'm going to say something. This is my takeaways from the draft. I think that the, this draft going to take three years to figure out. If you're trying to figure out who won this draft at the end of this year, you're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. You might not even get there after the end of next year. Because I think, like, the top five guys are kind of all on the same tier. Okay. I've, I've, got no, I've got no qualms with that assessment. Okay. I feel for Jabari, uh, Jabari Smith. Man, I do too. I felt for whoever <laughs> Houston was going to draft, I felt sorry for. Mm-mm-mm. Now, that's a team that might have could have used Jalen Brunson. Somebody just to, <laughs> to, to, to hold this thing stinks. together. Like, like, like the Rockets need like Chauncey Billups from like 03. Like before he went to the Pistons, Chauncey Billups. So just like Chauncey Ooh. Billups is just going to hold it together. Because <laughs> that boy Green, he don't care. He don't care. He chop a city in the ghetto. Hey, when your running mate is Kevin Porter Jr., hey. <laughs> What, you know what I mean? Like, what 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 you want me to you do? You talking about that that boy? That boy got that that boy got a lot of Ricky Davis in him. Man, a lot of ooh, he got a That's lot a good of Ricky call. Davis in him. Good call. Listen, no conscience. Houston, Houston ain't. Houston is one of them teams that's gonna be down there for a while, and it's going to take Jalen Green to just get tired of losing before he changes his game and becomes a more team-oriented player, in my opinion. So how do you think that the next couple of years, compare the next couple of years for Jalen Green to somebody whose career we've seen already? Mellow. Mm. Ooh. He going to blow up like that. Well, I, I'm, I'm comparing mm. it in the sense of... I, I, I see where I see where you're going. Go ahead. I'm, I'm comparing it in the sense of he has to figure it out. Because Mellow was one-man show, rightfully so, yeah, but one man show until, and it probably wasn't until Chauncey got there. Chauncey, right? When he actually figured out, like, oh, this is how it goes because Chauncey had the pedigree, he had the background to support it. Mm-hmm. So you listen to that guy, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to AI, love AI, top five shooting guard all time. Wasn't the right AI guy. was still that in that mode of scoring. You know what I mean? Like, he had been to the promised land one time, but like you say, it was on his terms. Right. AI had to share that spotlight, but AI was still in that, like, I can still get it. I'm still a killer. I'm going to still go do it. But when it came down to playoff time, you know, the game is completely different in the playoffs. They couldn't turn it. I thought they had the team to do it with Kenyon, Nene, AI, Melo, uh, with Birdman off the bench, Birdman off the bench, fuck even Anthony Carter, I could you know deal with Boykins. Like I thought they had the team that was, you know, poised. You know they had the team, the talent, and you know what I'm saying the know how and the the bruisers. Shout out to Kenyon. Um, you know what I'm saying to not be intimidated, but be there. It wasn't until that '09 season when Chauncey got there, Melo figured it out, and that's how they was able to make a run. Just so happened they just ran up against. Fucking Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Bean wasn't messing around. Yeah, Mamba mentality. Like he was, he was on a mission. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it, it took that. So I'm comparing it to that. Now, talent-wise, I mean Jalen Green, he can score the ball with the best of them. Not gonna argue that. Boy can jump out the gym. Um, but that's more so what I'm thinking of when I say Melo is just you can't be a I'm gonna get mine, I'm gonna get mine, I'm gonna get mine. 
and whether we win or lose, I'm still going to get mine. It's going to take him to lose, 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 and probably a veteran of some stature for him to mm-hmm. figure it out to be like, all right, cool, I got to do something different. You know what? When I look at Jalen Green, man, I look at him day in, day out. He reminds me of a couple of different eras of T-Mac. Because he can get a bucket anytime he wants to. But it's almost like he reminds me of the talent upside of T-Mac, but sometimes with the discipline of Westbrook. And I'd be like, bro, you can't go about it this way. Like, he's trying to yam on cats in, like, the second <laughs> quarter in way – no, I'm sorry. He's trying to yam on cats in the fourth quarter when he need to get to the free throw line. Like, bro, chill. Like, play the game the right way. You're going for the wrong Aww. thing. You focus on the wrong thing. And that's why, still in my mind, first of all, I think that the 2021 uh, draft is going to go down as one of the better drafts NBA's had in a long time. But when I look at Cade, that's why I feel like Cade was always the right guy at number one. Cause you don't see K make the wrong decision and then K pick up other guys too. And then that goddamn Mobley. I mean, yeah. he's just, a, he's just, he's just problems personified. So, 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 so the thing about K, the difference between K and green, there's a maturity level. Yeah. There's there's a oh, maturity true. level and an understanding of, of winning basketball that comes with K that man, Jalen's just a young bull. You know what I'm saying? He's just out there to go get it. He he hasn't he hasn't matured. That's the best way I can say it. Jalen's still playing AAU ball in the Facts. NBA. Facts. And it, and and that That's that it. only floats so far. That don't float to the playoffs. No, not um, the way he going about it, at least. <laughs> I mean. I agree with that. I mean, I agree. Like, that's the thing. Like you said, like, he's just in selfish mode. Like, it's all about, like, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to make Sports Center. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a bragging rights thing. I dropped 20 on your team. I dropped 30 on your team. I dunked on your center. Like, that type of thing. Like you say, AAU mentality. It's going to take him to just get tired of losing. To be right. like, you know what? And it's a little and, sacrilegious. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it a little step further than that because I watched – a lot of Jalen Green's footage when he was in high school. And it was the same thing. Like I never watched the I never watched this footage and got the feel of, yo, I'm putting this team on my back so we can get this dub. I'm just trying to get my numbers. That's the that's the feel I got all throughout me watching this footage. I'm I'm getting this, I'm getting my high, I'm getting my dunks off. I'm, I'm I'm showing my range. I really don't care if we get the dub or not. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And and uh, y'all y'all are hitting the nail on the head. Until he gets sick and tired of losing, and 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 I'm pretty sure the media eventually is gonna start raining on like, man, bro, you cool, but you can't win, dog. Right. <laughs> when that media starts to to lay that on him, then he'll he'll get pissed off enough to care. So, but that, but he's been that for years. Yeah, he is. I never saw a guy that's like, I want, I want this dub. I'm out here. I'm not losing. I never saw that from him. So what team? What team took the best advantage of the situation they was in in the draft? Like, if you look at that team that's in the top five, top ten, and they walk away, and you just like, all right, I see the vision. They actually took a stride that's gonna get them to a place in two years this year.
Hold on, let me take another sip. That say a little bit about the draft. That say a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm like, because uh, I've accepted, like, the Orlando Magic is pur- purgatory. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Orlando Magic, it, yes, that's it. That's enough. It's, it's, it it's it purgatory. I, I, sorry, Boncaro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, eh. I'm going to jump out on uh, I'm going to jump out on the limb, and I'm going to say, I don't know if it's going to be two to three years. I may push it out just a little bit further, maybe four. I'm going to say three to four instead of two to three. Okay. Okay, see? They got the pieces. They got the pieces, and they got the picks. I think they got 15 left, 14 left over the next – Three years? They got the pick. They got a bunch of them. So they could they could package. So what you what you mentioned earlier about sometimes your job is to draft guys in order to, to draft a guy. Mm-hmm. You did all these moves. You got rid of all the big names. You got all these picks. Knicks fuck around, gave them more picks to not draft in this draft. You got a lot of picks to where you could get some viable pieces and start to make a run. And all it takes, and OKC is one of them places that all it takes is a little bit of buzz. Yeah, because they'll get it. They'll support you down there. They will support hey. you wholeheartedly. So all it takes is just you you start to you yeah. start to get that snowball down the hill a little bit, and it's going to look, even though it's a small market, it's going to look attractive to Man. somebody or somebody. I've been to a couple of Thunder games, bro. It's electric down. It's electric. It take over the whole city. And it's that's, that's all you need. All you need, because you then you get in, in and the reason I say that too, to, to take a step further. Now, outside of what Westbrook, Durant, Harden was able to right. do, one person, but I uh, arguably two that have making small markets attractive, Dame and Giannis. Mm-hmm. They are making Dame Dollar. Hey, that's that's my favorite player in the league. We'll, we'll table that. Dame well, is my guy. And that's just and so and and to both of their credit, they one of those guys like listen, they they drafted me, they took me, so I'm gonna give them everything I got. Mm-hmm. That's why the city ride behind them. OKC is one of those places. All it's gonna take is just a little bit for for it to look attractive to somebody or somebody's, and then OKC gonna be right back in the mix, and it's going and they gonna be the topic of, of discussion. So there's a couple of teams that's riding right in that same like level right now, though. OKC obviously got all the picks because they've done, you know, the super rebuild. But another team that's got the picks but actually got the talent to do something with it is the New Orleans Pelicans. Because they're just starting that. to get into the heart of their Laker picks now. And Let's it could about that. It could be based on what happens with the Lakers over the next three years or so. Those picks could be up there, depending on what happens. Because one thing we do know about old LeBron James, when he leaves the town, (laughs) he leaves it burnt to the floor. Facts. (laughs) There ain't never been a city. I need to look at the math on this because it intrigues me. What is the the, the winning percentage of a team the year after LeBron leaves? So when he left the Cavs the first time, when he left the mat, when he left the 30%. When he left the Cavs again. I'm guessing. 30. I got to know. I got to do fast math. Yeah, fast math. But I will say, so when he left Miami, though, they still made playoffs. They did because they had they had 
Bosh and Wade. Guys yeah, too. they they still they still made playoffs, so they were still viable because of that. So like, it wasn't just a high and dry moment. But Cavs, oh, in both instances, oh, yeah, is is done is is done deal. Is is just a done deal. That's a whole that's a whole nother discussion. But you know, we are gonna keep it. Them Cavaliers are interesting though. Like the Cavs. Like the Cavs. Them Cavs. I like the Cavs. They're another team. Now, they're a team. They're a team that's done it the most right building through the draft, maybe in the last, I would agree, four to five years. Yeah, I would agree. Because they weren't scared of the draft for purpose. They took Garland on the heels of taking Sexton, and they just said, hey, that's the guy we need right there. You know what I'm saying? We got to do it. They wasn't afraid to mix it up with the trades. Went out and got Jared Allen in an absolute theft to get him thrown. Hey, fleeced, fleeced the. I didn't understand why Jared Allen's part of that trade. I never understood I, it. Me either. I was like, why? Why'd you let him like? Mm. Now mm, you pair him with Mobley. You go and get a couple guys who's, you know, nice guys like Isaac Okoro. They went and got my man from uh, Kansas, um, Akaji. Abaji. Yep. You yeah, got Sexton, yeah, who was kind of doing the Monta Ellis thing. But, you know, it's cool. Yeah. They they policed that. And then you got Garland, who's a hooper. Who's a hooper's hooper. Hey. Who might be the most slept-on point guard in the association right now. All right. Jalen Brunson gets the headlines that should belong to Darius Garland. I would ride that way. Garland, Garland, Garland reminds me a lot of Ice Trey. He go for it, dog. In terms of style. Yeah, he goes for it. I like, I like that Darius Garland a lot. lot. Oh, he's a player. And the Cavs are gonna be the team that's gonna mix up the East the most next year because now they just got the experience under their belt. They're gonna take the strides and they're gonna be the team that flips it. But it should be the Hawks that's in their spot. But I think that the Cavs are going to be the team that moves into that space instead. Shouldn't shock I, nobody I if the Cavs were a five seed next year in the East, especially with the Nets getting ready to fall all the way off. The Nets are going to the projects. <laughs> Let's see, Cavs. I don't know. All right, so we got all right. Cochran. I, I, I'm thinking four. I'm thinking Cabrini Green. <laughs> all right, so what are we doing? I'm, I'm trying to think. Four teams better than those Cavs. Philly. Check. Boston. Check. Milwaukee. Miami and Milwaukee. Yeah, they five. They should be five. They should be better than the Raptors. They should be better than everybody else. They should have been. They would have been five. Had Sexton not got hurt, they probably still would have been in that mix. I think think there's a team that needs to make a trade. I I feel like Sexton, look, dog, I don't got a slot for you, bro. Like, I'm not shitting on you. I'm not hate. Oh, I'm not trashing you, but yo, <laughs> I don't. I don't see Sexton and Garland working out. I don't. And Garland got to be the priority. And Garland's definitely got to be the priority because he's the more well-rounded guard for me. He, so he my is. thing about it is, is man, that the East is still a tale of like three different parts. Like the East has five teams in each tier. Well, four teams, six teams, and then the rest. Like, so let's just get into it, man. Let's talk about the order of the day, man, which is some of these free agents that's moving around and what that really means. Let's get it. Free agents. Before you do that, man, I just got one quick question because you said something and I had to think back. So you said 
the Cavs probably the best that drafted in the last four to five years. Yeah, they just got guys on their team that they started to get the results from. Boston don't get no honorable mention for that. I think it's been outside the five year window though. Like Tatum and them been in for a minute. Yeah, Tatum and Tatum, Tatum and Brown Tatum, been there. You know, you're four. No, no, it's nah, like year, this, not, like man. Tatum's going into year six. Because Tatum's with Tatum is with Lonzo. And that was I think twenty. I, Tatum's with Lonzo, and I think uh, and I think Brown is with uh, Ingram. Yeah. And that was what twenty. Trust me, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm pissed. So Jason, <laughs> Jason, we got AD. So you know, I Jason it. was the number two pick. Was number three pick in 2017. So that's the five years. Okay. So we in the five years. So so that's five. So we in the but five. Brown is be- so, so Brown, Brown is four. Brown was the year so before. But Brown you got Tatum. You got Tatum. Well, that might be fair. Wilkins. That might be fair. I was thinking about moving into this next year, but that. that's but that that might be fair though. Let, I can leave them be. They all right. Okay, cool. Just wanted to throw that out there because I thought about I mean, we can talk about the Celtics real quick. We didn't talk about everything else except for the two teams that got it done. I mean, I listen, Boston, Boston surprise. I think Boston surprised, first of all, everybody outside of the Boston metropolitan area. Oh, they surprised some people there too. Like, listen, they was, it was, you know, we was looking at Boston like, okay, they might have to start breaking this up. And then they went on a crazy run. They went on a run better than the Rockets when they won 22 straight. Back when it was T Mac, Yao, and company. So, and, and and you right, and you know that because you watching the association every night. But it confused me about how more people didn't realize what Boston was doing because it's not like Boston doesn't get headlines. Right, True. Boston is easily one of the elite franchises in the association. Easily. But it's like, but it's like people was just like, oh, Boston doing that. I'm like, yeah, Boston since February has been wild, like. Yes. And I think it's because – is it because they pivoted in the middle of the year and became like a completely different team in the second half? Or is it because people was kind of used to that cast not getting it done? Like, I don't know what it was. But that team – that team grew – they had like that puberty summer. Like, they grew five inches real quick in the middle of the season. <laughs> became different guys. I think – I agree with you. I think it was – I think it was a couple of things. I think it was Marcus Smart taking the forefront as the leader. I think it was Brown and Tatum figuring out who's one, who's two. And I think it was Udoka reassuring all of that at the same time. Hey, another thing is they also brought in a lot of guys who play their part too. And that take a little time to come together. Orphans, Williams. Yes. Richard, mm-hmm. Robert Williams came into his own. Like all of these things that all these things had to happen. Grant Williams, I should say, and then Robert Williams came into what he needed right. to become and all of that. Like the Celtics in my mind was a team that was 95% of the way right to get it done. But they had no ball control and no discipline. And Point it just guard. got exploited more and more and more each <laughs> round. Point guard. I agree with that. And that's mm. what I think that's the one thing because at first me personally, I was saying Boston needs a big man. Like Boston needs rim protection in the worst way. When I saw they drafted Robert Williams uh, a few years ago, a lot of people I personally think slept on Robert Williams because I used to watch him in college, SEC. Mm-hmm. I used to watch him like crazy. I said, that is going to be a pick that is going to pay off in time. And okay. 
just so happened this year, that boy was throwing everything around the rim. Facts. I'm Lord. Facts. Jesus Christ. And so it was like, okay. Facts. Now, Marcus Smart, they was able to get away again, regular season. And I shout out to Draymond for that comment that he said on his podcast, some guys is built for 82 games and some guys is built for 16 games. So everybody ain't built for the postseason. Marcus Smart, during the regular season, you can get away with the bringing the ball up the court, just passing it off, letting, you know, Jalen and Jason do their thing. But in the in the finals, and even in the playoffs, we saw it too against Miami. We saw it against Milwaukee. They had their struggles at that point. Drew wasn't given no slack. None. Drew wasn't no. given. Marcus Smart fucking around and threw that series away fucking around with Drew Holiday. I'm gonna tell you. Man, I'm gonna tell you look, what too. I, guy, I'm a, I ain't gonna hold y'all. Chris Middleton plays. We not having. We're oh not no, talking not at about all. Boston this is a whole like different this. conversation. No. Most, <laughs> most, most, most known unknown. Chris Middleton. Right. That's that's, that's what he's about. The the Bucks. Right. That's why I like the Bucks, man. That's wild because I'm a Bulls fan, man. That's why I like the Bucks because they got a lot of guys that people don't appreciate what they about. Brooke, from Brook Lopez, whose whole career been built on that. To Drew, to I mean, hell, even them, they became a victim of their own thing. They let DiVincenzo go, and that actually hurt them. They had nobody. To I feel hated that, that move. On the I hated that move for them. Made hated no that move. Made no sense. Like the Bucks, but the Bucks is gonna be all right though. Like the Bucks are gonna be fine. I have no worries about the Bucks. I still Look, will take I'm, action I'm on them being the best team in the East. We don't know a few things. I'm gonna level with y'all. If if you have. If you have either Giannis Antetokounmpo and Curry on your team, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just going to – I'm going to leave it at that. Fair point. If you have Very fair point. those two guys, okay. <clears throat> you'll figure it out. You will. So, all right, man. So, I'm going to get into the order. That I, so, so far, to recap real quick. Actually, I'm going to take a little quick break real quick, man. We're in the sports scenario, man. We're jumping deep, deep into it. Like, this is, this is into the weeds talk right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I said I don't do free advertising on this game, on this show. I'm going to do a little bit of it, though, because it's for the crib. <laughs> hey, this is that Rally Point still 630 rye whiskey right here. It's made locally here in the crib, and it is a hell of a sip. I highly recommend it next time y'all around. I got to come west, and I got to come south. I might just bring a few of them with me as long as TSA rocking with your boy. Why not? Easy call. Let's make it happen. Let's make Why that not? happen. What what you what you got what you got going over there, DJ? I know you got always got something good flying I, I on off there. Actually, it's time for it's time for a quick refill. So with I the, give you with the with the wealth and affluence of the in the south. You know, what I mean, let me go. What I what I decided to sip on because I knew you were sipping on something. You know, real exotic. I got some. I got a Donald Greenlee contribution upstairs that I that I was gonna Ooh. pull down, but I want to save it. Oh, oh, I went I went this route. I feel that. I feel that. Those are very mm, important. The VSOP. The VSOP. Hey, that Camus is nice. That Camus is nice. It Actually, is. anything with Camus on the on the label is nice. I had to go that route. I had to graduate. You know, we ain't in Mizzou no more. Otherwise, we would have been the Hennessy. But we, we are know, not. We, that's what you know. That's what we had to go with. So I that's love what it. I'm tipping on about the re up real quick for this for the more in depth discussion. Yeah, well, it's about to get right. it's about to get real serious up in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna show y'all what I just finished off, and I'm about to go go find one of these other bottles. But I've been on 
this knob creek, but they make a little old fashioned. Yo, I have sampled that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's what I've been on. Uh it was better. Hey, I ain't gonna front. I saw the bottle. I was like, you know what I mean? I had to give it the because you're looking at it like it's that Jack Daniels cooler, like that pre-made. You'd be like, I ain't messing <laughs> right. with the pre-made. But it ain't. But, uh, that's the but one. It ain't that. So that's the one they got that whole series of the joints though, where they making the 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 bartender editions, and then they mix mm. them up and send them out. So uh, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold y'all. That that's kind of got me. That's kind of got me right right there. That that's Hello, something wait. I'm gonna have to definitely run back. I got a sidecar too. Quick sidecar as well. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> Shameless, shameless plug for being at the west side of the state. Don't <laughs> 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 open it. Don't open it. Let it get. Pristine. Oh no 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 no! Don't let that ride. I still got a. Uh, I still got a bottle of a uh, 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 oversized Budweiser bottle from Lou's Palace for the 2011, <laughs> the 2011 World Series World Championship Series. Edition Budweiser from Lou from the last night of Lou's Palace. May it rest nice. in peace. Shout out, Lou's. Hey, Lou's okay, is the reason okay. why I went to Mizzou. Shout out, Lou's. Me and my brother rode up to Columbia. We was kicking it. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Told us to slide up to this place, Lou's Palace. I was like, Lou's Palace? Hell's going on with that? Put up on I that little Lou's. lot. Rolled up in there, I said, Bruh. I said, this is a whole different place. So I'm gonna be okay if they got <laughs> spots like this here. Hey, I had a couple, I've had a few good nights over there at Lou's, bro. Lou's the first Catholic part that poured me a light skinned cranberry vodka. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that joint, it looked back at me. I damn near looked at it, it looked like a mirror in that glass. I was like, God, <laughs> damn. <laughs> He said, "Light skin cranberry vodka." <laughs> I got a light skin friend. Look like Michael Jackson. Ass drinks he pouring in that joint. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, man. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna throw a couple names out, and we'll just see where it goes. Okay. Okay. So first one I'm gonna throw out, and just come whatever comes to mind as we start. James Harden. Washed. Oof. <laughs> You know what? I looked at James Harden and they put the little age next to him. It said 32 years old. He's too young to be that washed. 32? (sighs) 32 should feel better than that. It should (laughs) look better too. Man, hold on, man. He was running up uh, steps and stuff today, man, on, on Get Out. Like, on Get Up. Like, he was, <laughs> you know, he was running up the steps, man, to the off-season workout film. That's cool. This he is, a new this, man. This is, this is, and he was a new man when he was hiking, too, right before he went to Brooklyn because he wanted out of Houston. That's right. And I'm not. Right. Look where we, and here we are. I mean, I ain't going to hold you. I don't fear the beard anymore. I don't think nobody do. I don't fear the beard anymore. So I saw that 32 next to him, and then I saw the position that was next. It said point guard. <laughs> That's a hard point guard. That's like when they move you in from left field to play first base. <laughs> Listen, man. And it's just kind of like we got to move you over to point guard because we just need to put you in a position where you don't need to 
quite be as active. Like, we're talking about a guy who, by all accounts, is a top six, seven-point shooting guard of all, all time. time. Easily. At 32 years old, you should still be easily one of the best shooting guards in the league if you're an all-time guy like that. Truth be told, at 32, you should be shooting guard. You should be top three. So let's think about all the other guys that's in that, it's in that tier. Because this is where I'm leading with this. If okay. my hypothesis is, is that James Harden is a top seven shooting guard of all time, right? When Michael Jordan was 32, business was a booming. Next. <laughs> it was a booming. Move down to Kobe Bryant. When Kobe Bryant was 32, <laughs> I think Kobe was doing, I think that was vengeance Kobe at like 32. Like, what did Kobe what? do when he's 32 years old? When Kobe was 32 years old, he averaged 25 points a game. He played 80. He started 82 out of 82 games. He, he was 25-5-4. What year? Year in the league? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah. What, like, was, like, what year was that? It was 2010, yeah. 2011. So that was. So that's right after. Year. No, that's right after the chip. Right after the chip. Right after the 10 Right after the Right after the chip. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but he was Kobe Bryant. He was yes. very affixed oh, yeah. at being Kobe Bryant at, oh, at 32. Dang. For sake, we looked at Kobe, so let me let me just go and look at Mike at 32. 32, that had to have been... That, that was 95-96. Mike was, was at 30 20. points. Mike was at 30.4 points, six boards, and uh, five assists, and five two steals a night. That yeah. was 72 10 season, right? That was 72 and 10 at 32. Oh, yeah, business, on, was business was up and a booming. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It gets a little various after this. I'm just gonna throw out another guy. I think that those are the absolute top. Those are the right. top uh right. top two for sure. You you can get to D Wade. Yeah, I'm going to D Wade now. Okay. okay. All right, all right. We all on the same page. I'm like, yeah. I'm, D Wade I'm that at 32. guy from, from from Wade, Wade County, at 32 was, was a little beat up. D Wade had a beat up year. He was at 19 points, five and five. 53 out of 54 games, 2013, 2014. Okay. Okay. Clyde Drexler? Let's go with Clyde to Glide. Can I get a Clyde Drexler for anybody? Yeah. Come on yeah, with it. Yeah. And so Come Clyde on. Drexler, 32 years old. Mm-hmm. That was the year he got traded to Houston. Mm. He averaged 21. Oh. He averaged 22 a night, six boards, five assists. On, Damn near two Clyde. steals. Go ahead, okay. Clyde. Glad was okay. a guy. Okay. So oh, he, gonna, no, no, he's one of them. I'm going to do something else here because I'm in the camp of the, this man was a shooting guard. And I'm going to do Allen Iverson. Please do. Please. 26-4, seven assists, two steals a night. Still in business. Denver? Denver. 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 32 years old. Cook. I guess that the last guy I'm going to put out here for number's sake, that I'm going to go modern. I'm going to stay modern, even though there's one more guy that I would probably put in that conversation. That would be the Iceman. But I'm going to go to a more contemporary guy. And this is why I want to stop right here. Tracy McGrady at 32 years old. Talk to me. Talk Houston to me. Mac too. Come on. This, this is Houston Mac. It's not 25. good. This is not Houston Mac. 
See, this is oh no. This is this is why I wanted to end up here. Well, oh, here you go. All right, come on. This with is me. Atlanta T Mac. Oh, this was five points, <laughs> three boards a game. Last season in the league. Last season in the league. So this is why I wanted to go to that. Because he was the ghost of T-Mac at that point. But injuries absolutely took Mac. T-Mac from us. Man. At a point that he should not have been taken from us quite yet. Obvious. Like, T-Mac should Agreed. be, T-Mac by all accounts, should be a top 12 scorer of all time. Should have. Should have got to that level. But just by volume of points. He should have had a mellow-like scoring career if he could have played all the way through. But he couldn't. He couldn't. So the thing I'm going to say right now is that James Harden is 32 years old. This is definitely a transition point for all of those legends, with the exception of Bean and Mike, and that's why they are who they are. I mean, it was a little bit of a transition for Bean, but it's still 26 a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, still, you get your bar all the way up here. If your bar hits right here, it just it looks a little different, but everybody else is still uh, right here. I, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it like this. Your career average, including your down years, is 25 a night. Hats off. <laughs> You're fine. You feel me? You're Hats fine. Your, your career numbers are 25 a night. You're fine. You, you've done your job, sir. So this is a question I'm going to ask. We had a lot of comments about James Harden. Not too many of them have been kind yet. <laughs> are we, is James Harden the most complicated superstar of this era? Complicated in what sense? <sighs> Because the greatness is there. We agreed he's a top seven, top eight guy. All right, all right, all right. But we also said at 32, he ain't a factor no more. There's a lot of space in between those two things. All right, now, here's what I'm going to say about I think Harden gets a – he gets a tough – he gets a tough critique. He gets a tough critique because we're looking at at him as like he's a two. Let me ask you this. What is what is Luca? I don't think Luca is. I think Luca just exists. <laughs> He's just a player. <laughs> Luca's just a player. And I I don't know, man. I for a while I was like Harden's a two, and then I'm like, nah, he's a point, but Harden's nah, a guard. Harden is a guard. a guard. He's just a guard. And He's a guard, fair, like 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 Russell Westbrook is a guard, like Oscar Robertson was a guard, was a like guard. Jerry West was a guard, like low key, Dwayne Wade was a was guard. He, he gonna go there because Dwayne was. handled a lot of rock. He did. Because you go back and watch them Heat games when uh young Dwayne was handling that rock, he was playing off a little bit, running around when he needed to, but he spent a lot of time in the middle of the games as the main guy handling the rock. And then when Brian and them came to town, him and Brian went back and forth depending on what needed to happen. Facts. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna double back real quick just to say to go back to the Jalen Green question. Mm-hmm. James Hart. On the other side of that, the player that doesn't figure it out the player that doesn't get tired of losing and just always out for his out for his out for his Jalen Green turns into James Harden damn my Ooh. opinion 
Damn. And there's a history of those guys. There's a lot of guys like that. Now you're starting to get into that Adrian Dantley. Yes. That Alex English. You know, them guys that put up numbers and errors and you just be like, man, that guy's numbers are crazy. Why don't we talk about him more? Empty. Because they empty. Because they don't mean anything. Because they empty. Um, Maravich, he's a wizard. The numbers mean absolutely nothing, though. They empty. So that was, so that's on the other side. So I say one side, you know, on the upside, you turn into Mello, 09 Mello, because that was when he figured it out, and then they made the run. It just ran into the bean. It is what it is. But then on the downside, James Harden, and then you end up 32 when you should be still one of the top-tier shooting guards in the league or top-tier guys, period. So I think that Mello is a great – person to talk about in this instance so hold on before we go there before we go there let's let's stick with Harden a little bit okay I wanted to tie him into into Harden okay okay so here's what I'm gonna say we're not really going to talk about Melo I want to talk about Harden through the lens of of Melo okay all right all right I'm I'm gonna follow that Melo made a shift Melo made a shift there's nobody that looks at Melo like a guy who's unfulfilled Melo is a guy that people want to get over it. They, people want Melo to get a title. Mm-hmm. Like, he got the sentiment. Mm-hmm. I don't know too many guys that want Harden to get the title. So, is Harden at 32 a guy that's got an opportunity? Now, I know none of us believe that it's in him, but just humor me. Is Harden at the point in his career where he can be that team guy now and people get behind him? He has to shift first. I don't think he's made the shift. Can, can people get behind him? I'm going to answer that. Um, where he is now, he just he needs to get behind him big. Shift. To, I agree. To, 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 your, to your point. To your point. He needs to be like, hey, hey, big fella. <laughs> it's, your, hey, it's your world and I'm just in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Straight up. You know what I mean? Like, they were – I'm going to say this, because Hart – all right, they made a final – he made a final coming off the bench in Oklahoma City, and they lost to the Heat. Mm-hmm. He was also – and I may get some flack for this, but he was also a Chris Paul hamstring away from another final. He was. They had, they had KD and them Warriors on the ropes. They did. And Chris Paul pulled that hammy. I don't think the two guys shouldn't have played together more than them two, but I'm so sorry. I'm just I agree with that. That was double, that was double bad fate. That team wasn't meant to win. <laughs> keep, keep going. Sorry. But but I, I gotta call it the way I saw it. Them boys had Golden State beat until that boy CP got that pulled that hammer. They had him. Um and then, you know, I don't know. Here's the problem. <laughs> Harden loves life, bro. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> you like kicking it. And that's and that's and that's that's one of them things, bro. Like Harden loves life, bro. He, he like Kobe. It. He loves kicking it. And I can't you can't even be mad at him. Cause you got stupid money. You got the name, the notoriety. 
what, what are we talking about here, bro? Like, bro. <laughs> but he lives in such a weird place, though, because it's not like he's the first cat with that type of talent that loved life. Like, he's an MVP. Allen Iverson was an MVP that loved life. Shaquille yeah, O'Neal was an MVP that loved life. Will yep. Chamberlain was an MVP that loved life. He, he, he loved Loved life. Boy, he he, he loved a lot of love around his life. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I think that Shaq had a really interesting career. I think people, I think people always felt like Shaq owed them more than what they what he gave them, which is wild because he gave them four titles. So I think that says a lot more about Shaq because I think people felt like Shaq should have been like seven, eight, like like it just should have. It just people feel like Shaq owed him something. AI gets no question because AI just wore his heart on his sleeve. Like even though it was just like a whole different thing. But my thing about it is, is that Harden don't make you feel like he wanted, so he fall into a different category. And Will Chamberlain was that guy. Will Chamberlain right. was that guy because he loved right. life pretty similarly to the way that Harden loves life. But Will, Will got out of there and went and got that title when he got to L.A. Right. When he hooked right. up with Jerry West. With he Jerry West, yep. With Gail Goodrich and all them guys. Harden got to have that moment now because when he win the title, there's nothing left to do. True. I think there's going to always be some hard feelings, but he got to show that he can put himself in a position where he can get the title. Because right now, the wild thing about those Thunder we just talked about, I can't think about a more talented team together, that young Thunder team that lost to Bron and them, that has a lower approval rating than those three guys got since they left. All right, so so let so so earlier, you asked the question about Harden. Like, why is he so polarizing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much more accomplished is he than Russ? And why? Really, it's kind of like the same career, honestly. And, and, yeah. But 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 my question is, why isn't Westbrook as polarizing. I would argue to say that if Harden is number one, Westbrook is number two. And Fair that's enough. my point. I think that it's Harden, Westbrook, Durant as the most polarizing players in the NBA right now. And who are we oh. still talking about individually this offseason for a variety of different reasons? I'll take that. Hold up. I'll take that back. Mm -hmm. I think that the only guy who could potentially be more polarizing than those three is Kyrie Irving, who we're also oh talking about God. this offseason. This is true. <sighs> Kyrie is oh. the sub-main event of this show, and KD is the main event. So as soon as we finish this, Harden, and you brought Westbrook in, so we can talk about that. I just don't think there's – Westbrook has made it very clear. <laughs> I just, clear. I just, I just Westbrook made it ask. very clear that y'all got y'all got to see me. Because <laughs> y'all owe me money. So you got to see me. I ain't going nowhere, I baby. <laughs> I had to ask. I, I just had to ask. But three of those, the three guys who was the spine of that team that we looked at in Oklahoma City, like, yo, these guys is crazy. They they next. They going to be it. They going to be that. And wasn't next. Wasn't any of those things because they all went and did their own thing. But there's still a thought that none of them, and I don't agree with this, but there's still a thought that none of them have done it on their terms, on their own terms that we've assigned to them. So is that our fault? 
or is it their it's fault? never it's never the fans fault because the fan gets to hold the outlook that they want to have so no what it is okay but right. at the well, end of the day i mean y'all watch them same finals games that kd was in KD won them goddamn titles. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care what nobody like, says. Like, I don't let's, care let's, how let's about not, you say about how yeah, he got yeah, there. Nah, I have seen right. maybe maybe two people be better in the finals in my life than, than Kevin no, Durant. No, 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 no. Let's let's be very very clear about that. Kevin, on Kevin B to B hair Durant was clearly the best player on that court when they won them chips. I can see to this day, like it's on my TV right now. When like, like, let's, on top of LeBron. Like, let, like, game three. Pow. Look, and, 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 and let me be fair. I don't want to take anything away from Wardell because I call him Ward. I don't call him Steph. His name is Wardell. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Wardell Stephen Curry. I'm not taking anything away from Wardell Stephen Curry's greatness. But Kevin Durant was clearly the best player on that court for those two chips. It's not for me. It's not even close. It's a hard, it's a hard grading scale when you got two top. We got three top twelve guys on the court. Yeah. Somebody got to be underneath the others. Somebody got to take the back seat. Well, yeah. Steph Curry was uh, always the third best player in those series. He was. It was Kevin Durant. Crazy to say. And then it was Wardell. I call him Steph because because of what he did again, you know, this season. But then he was Wardell. I mean, real quick, real quick, while we brought him up, while we invoked his name, because he's getting close to invoking his name stage. He might already be there. Um, Steph Curry, second best point guard all time. No. Hold on, I said no, but I, I I didn't say it with a whole lot of vigor. <laughs> I didn't say it with a whole lot of oomph. I've been say run it, Josh. I'm just I'm just curious. Run it, Josh. Hey, 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 hey bro. Hey, you you heard I said no, but I, I really didn't. I need to. I it, didn't have that. I hope he don't win. Listen, I pray he don't win. And I'm and I'm, <laughs> I'm and I'm not. Listen, and before you know, as you're thinking about it, I'm not against you either way. Cause I've, I've, right, right, right. And I, and I, and I told Matt this, I had Matt, I had this conversation with Matt. I said, I'm personally, I'm trying not to be a victim of the moment. Okay. Don't want to be a victim right. of the moment. Let me start by saying Steph, Steph, greatest shooter that we probably will ever see. Bar uh, none. He is absolutely carved his way into the conversation of top 10 all time with this last performance. You all can, of that. I'm just trying to be a victim of the moment if you put Steph Curry as number two I don't have a whole mm. lot of argument against that it just seems wild because it's happening in your in front of you right and, and that's the thing about it all right so all right here's here's an argument because I really don't like if, if I'm saying who's Magic's the greatest, right? At the point, like, so we all on the same page. Okay, okay. I'll go on the record right now. Magic, Magic Johnson is the fourth greatest player of all time to me. Okay, okay. All right, fair enough. Because, because that's when I when I hear point guard, Irvin Magic Johnson is he's the it. first thing that no, comes to my mind. He's, he's not even he's that thing. guy. He's it. He's Magic. Okay. All right. 
<sighs> now, I'll say this though: Stephen? why you why you why you why you amping up? Steph Curry is the third greatest <laughs> guard of all time. Mm. Mark that. That was where I was going. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. So no, I'm, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Talk He's fourth. He's fourth. No, no, He's no, the fourth no, no, greatest no, no, guard no, no. of all time. Kobe versus Steph. Let's 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 Kobe versus Steph. Because I out of my social media, and I'm like. Steph is the greatest shooter I've ever seen, but yeah. let's not get too out of like let's not go too far. Cause Bean was a bad RP, but Bean was a bad, bad man and was an elite defender. Steph's solid. So but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I still have Kobe above Steph. I want to be clear about that. Mm-hmm. But they're back. Hold up, DJ, wait. Hold up. All right, cool. They're DJ, where back. you at with this? As far as Kobe being above Steph? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. Oh, with okay, that. cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I don't. No, 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 I don't disagree. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. First of all, we, we all on the on, same page. Good I'll talk. put it on the record. I'm not a proponent of the top 10. I'm more of a proponent of the top 25. Because I think it adds more nuance to the conversation, and you got to watch people okay. rise longer okay. than that. So I'm I, a I top 25 guy, and I've that. watched Steph move through those ranks. Mm-hmm. So now to the point where Steph is number ten for me, and Kobe's number nine. Okay. And ah. there's still a lot of work to do for 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 Steph. But here's the thing: we got to be careful about with Kobe. Kobe's an icon. And when people start pushing up against icons, especially of the generational variety, people start not thinking about basketball. They start thinking about sentiment. Mm. And we went through this with Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was never an icon. He was just the most effective player of his era. And Tim Tim Duncan is above Kobe Bryant when it comes to career greatness. And a lot of people don't like that. And here's why. I'm, hold on. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because you respect basketball. But there's a lot of people that say, I had Kobe against Jordan my whole life. And I was like, that's your fault, not mine. Because I watched both of them. <laughs> right. And I told you in real time when you were saying that Kobe was pushing up against Mike, that it's not the same thing. Mm-mm. But... You also had there's anytime somebody pushes up against a generational icon like Kobe or Jordan or Magic or any of those guys, people are gonna start feeling away. If I pull my daddy in on this thing right now, you start talking about somebody brushing too close to Kareem or brushing brushing too close to Oscar Robinson and guys like that, they're gonna be like, hold on, hold on. That's just right. how they feel. Now, I just feel like I got the privilege to say I saw the best to ever play the game. And not only did I see the number one best, day in, day out, I've probably seen five of the top 15 or so every day of my entire life. I saw Shaq. I remember when Shaq got drafted. Shaq is top 15, no matter how you slice it. I seen every day of Steph's career. I seen every day of Kobe's career. I saw every day of Kevin Durant's career, who I also have in the top 15 of all time. I'm not mad at it. 
And I saw every day of Tim Duncan's script. Fuck, I watched Tim Duncan in Wake Forest. <laughs> Tim Duncan would have been the number one pick in two NBA drafts. I ain't, ain't going to hold you. I hate Tim Duncan, but my roommate in Columbia uh, loved the Spurs. And I can't say the terminology. because, But anyway, yeah, I hate Tim Duncan because of my <laughs> – because of my I hate the Spurs because of my roommate. Tim Duncan but, was a motherfucker though. I'll say it. <laughs> God. Motherfucker. And that's what he was all about out there. God. Like watching Kate. Oh, it I was not exciting. There was nothing exciting was about it. So fucking effective. Oh. Dumping into the so post. So effective. Hook shot. Turn around. That's what it was. Free throw. Yeah, Even yeah, his free throws yeah. was boring. He was all low. Face and up, jab step, glass work. I mean. But here's the other thing about it. The top 10 gets it. dicey. The top 10 gets dicey, though. The top 10 gets dicey. Because you still okay. got a lot of people in the areas underneath us that say Larry Bird couldn't be as good as y'all said he was. Yeah, Blast they Luca is a top five player right now. They think Luca is as good as Larry Bird. And they high off shit. <laughs> they don't know. See, but see, mm. they high off shit. Boy, Bird, Bird was. Come on, man. All right, all right, all right. It's the eighties. I ain't gonna hold you. Does race play part of it? Yeah, whatever. The boy won three MVPs oh, back to back to back. What are we talking about here? Absolutely. Larry Bird was Larry Bird was <laughs> what are we two talking assists, about here? Larry Bird was two assists away from averaging a triple double for his career. That's the thing that people don't fucking on, pay man. attention to. Well, well, my man was 25, and I'm just wrapped 25, 10 or 11, and eight. Listen. Including the bad back years. Yeah. Larry, Larry was a problem and and that and like you say those under us and it's one of those things like like you know we used to have instant classic to where yeah we right. that was that and that was right. so important right. that was that was so we could as we coming up we could see the pistol peets the bill russells the mccabs the havel checks the koozies like we can watch those games and get an insight as to what those before us were appreciating Right. Even though they got YouTube and everything now, they're not going back that far because it wasn't what the NBA is today. The NBA obviously is more exciting, more athletic, more dunks, more all of that. So it's like, why would I go back to watch that when all the excitement is here and now? To your mm -hmm. point earlier, what mm -hmm. you said about Josh, you appreciate basketball. Mm -hmm. It ain't just about the show. It's about right. the craftsmanship. It's about the, you know what I mean? It's about the the toughness, all of that. So we all of that matters. That, right. We watch that and see, like, damn, Larry, the most unathletic individual walking God's green earth in the 80s, was dominating in every facet of the game against Larry. brothers. Larry's one against Magic, Worthy, uh, fucking Jordan, Jordan. It's footage. It's like, footage of him with Michael Jeffrey Jordan guarding him, and Michael Jeffrey Jordan couldn't do nothing with him. 
And here's the thing about it is, people talk about the guys in the 60s they playing against plumbers, which is an overstatement. Oh, JJ. But he's on athletic ass, but continue. But fucking Larry Bird was playing against basketball players. And when you Ooh. take them three MVP years, Optimum. he averaged over the course of 241 games, 26 points a night, 10 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and he shot 39% from three in the 80s. Talk to Bro, me. that's like 65% now. Bruh. <laughs> and, and, and see, here, here's what people don't take into account. These cats, when coming up as, you know, preteens, teenagers. Three-point line ain't they, they, exist. They, 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 they didn't have a three-point line. Listen, you know what I'm saying? You said bro. it. They didn't have a three-point line. It was a whole Come different on, game. It was a what whole different game. What are we talking about here? It was a different bro. sport, damn near. Like, not, but while we're talking about Larry Bird. Exactly. Nobody walking this guy green earth is going to tell me Larry Bird not top team. Ever. No, he's right. in there. He's and in there. No, he, for, he's me, there. for me, he is number eight right now in between Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant. I'm Ever. not mad at it. Ever. That's, that's my list. I don't even care. I don't care personally. I don't care where nobody put Larry Bird in the top ten. He top ten. He got to be top there. Ten. He's he in there. Top if you got to move somebody else out, you got to move somebody else out. But Larry Bird there. Larry Bird is absolutely top ten. Fact. Larry Bird Fact. is the fucking Eminem of NBA basketball. When he came out and dropped Slim Shady, then dropped the Marshall Mathers LP, <laughs> and then Straight dropped the Eminem show. Like, you not, it's just shit that you just not going to do. And that's fine. You can argue basketball, and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm an open-minded individual. I will listen to your argument, and I will take into account what your critiques are. But there is right. no way that you're going to tell me Luka Doncic is fucking borderline top three in the league but then say Larry Bird won't stand a chance nah. in today's league. Yeah, you know Larry Bird no, cut it out. average I, 40 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists right now. Bro, bro. Man, in today's game, hear... he'll be as a stretch four? Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. Oh, my man, God. These these young boys have no freaking – like, they be like, oh, man, all, my, all Michael Jordan would be is DeMar DeRozan. I'm like – if you couldn't hand check Michael Jordan, he would have averaged 45 points a game. <laughs> the way you have to defend people now, if you couldn't put a hand on Michael Jordan, 45 points a game. Like, I was like, on a Kobe Bryant ruins those arguments. Spot in the post. No hand check. How are you stopping him from getting fucking 10 feet away from the goal? Same thing goes for Shaq. Same thing go for Shaq. They like Shaq wouldn't have a role in today's game. I said Shaq would have averaged fifty points a night in today's <laughs> game and fouled out hold, like four hold, people hold, a game. Hold up, uh, uh, Zion Fat was dropping twenty eight a game. Here's Fat the thing Zion. people don't know. Here's the thing people don't remember. Fat Zion Shaq. and he's give, six, me, six. give me Magic Shaq in today's game. Ah! Jesus Christ! Well, you got Magic Shaq in today's game. Only Shaq what? was more offensively skilled. It's called Giannis. Giannis and, and that's what I'm saying. So you see what Giannis is doing. Give me Orlando Shaq. Give me Orlando Shaq that put out the Bulls and ran up against Hakeem. Listen, the way Here's Shaq the is moving. Hakeem. Put Hakeem in today's game. Oh, Ain't got no beat Embiid who? But 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 let's David let's, Robinson let's, in today's hold game. Hold up. Hold up. Let's stay with Joker, that. Who? Pat Ewing. Oh, Patrick Ewing. 
Patrick Ewan was actually, when you say people are ahead of their time, Patrick Ewan, the three people that were too far ahead of their time that I can remember right now in three different eras, Patrick Ewing, way too far ahead of his time because he would have been eating cats up right now. Chris Webber, too far ahead of his time. And then also, this is more recent, but if he would have stayed healthy and maybe been born five to seven years later, Chris Bosh, too far ahead of his time. Chris Bosh would have been at the top of the key. Bow. Bow. Nothing for it. Tag it. And that's another thing, too. People don't realize, and it gets it gets overshadowed so much, and I hate that. But it, people don't realize what Bosh was doing in Toronto. Oh, he was hooping. Oh, oh my God. Bruh, I was, I was literally having a debate last week defending Chris Bosh. 20 and 10. Dog, the fact that Chris Bosh was the Chris fourth Bosch. best player out of his draft is absurd. Ridiculous. Absurd. Hold up. Say that. Hey, man, for the, for the people that's in the wa- back. In the back. Absurd. They back there. Uh, we in uh, <laughs> conservation. We in conservation auditorium right now. They back there. <laughs> they not hearing you. Y'all needs to they hear me. Hear you, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was special. Special, and he was just a man in between two eras. Oh my God! But twenty and ten, and and the fact that he had to make a campaign, all them damn commercials and little skits and shit, just to be an all star, is absurd to me. Chris, Chris Bosh, if Chris Bosh's career would have started somewhere else other than Toronto, we would have had a different type of situation. Agreed. This shows why where you play matters too. Absolutely. There's been a lot of guys that have come along and where they play can hold them back. I think, honestly, a lot of these guys or, came in the league. They can hold or, them back or, right or now. Or where they play can – hold up. Or where they play can excel them. But I'm going I'm to a, I'm a table that that's for a, another time. A, you got to talk both sides to it. That's a whole other conversation. I, I, I'll put that away. This ain't the only time we're doing this. So, I <laughs> there, so, there's a guy in particular that everybody loves, and I'm like, he's a good player. But he ain't what y'all making him out to be. But I'm gonna I'm a table that. Hey, put that in your back pocket. I love a good tease. That's a greeny tease. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, all right, we got two more people to talk about today, and they just happen to be connected at the hip temporarily. And that's Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So I want to start oh, with Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving. And I want to start with Kyrie Irving and the Los Angeles Lakers because Josh is here, and I need to hear what you got to say about the Kyrie Irving flirting with his old thing, trying to get that old thing back. Hey, big head. You want to know? You want to know what I think about it? The Earth is flat. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you something right now. That's what I think about it, bro. The, the Earth is flat, bro. Like <laughs> I think about life in general in practical terms, for the most part. I try to stay pretty practical with the way I approach things. And as soon as people started talking about the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, and they started talking mm-hmm. about Kevin Durant and you talking about LeBron James, and then you start talking about Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant and LeBron James have each other's exes right now. They're basically in a cuckold. They're not going right. to trade each other's old things back to each other underneath any financial situation. It's just not happening. So right. that was a non-starter for me from the beginning because the Lakers are not getting rid of Anthony Davis. No, they can't not at get all. rid of Russell Westbrook. Nobody has lower trade value in the NBA than Russell Westbrook. 
Agreed. So how was Kyrie Irving going to get to L.A.? I think not a long time. That's, that's a that's a that's an interesting interesting dynamic, right? Like, honestly, that's really the only is is as far off as you say it is. That's really the only viable situation or potential situation for the both of them to get out of their current situation. Because don't nobody nobody wants to take it because the way Westbrook played last year, nobody necessarily wants Russ right now. Nope. And then given the fact of Kyrie and just you never know what happens during the season to where he just doesn't play, you don't want to take the gamble, which is why the Nets don't want to pay him. Understandably so. And that's probably why Durant's like, oh, I see the writing on the wall. Y'all not going to bring him back, and I might as well go ahead and get ready to jump out this, th- out this mm-hmm. boat. Mm-hmm. So it's it's – it is an interesting situation. I'd be curious. Now, I will tell you, though, the, the one thing that we probably aren't giving enough credit or consideration to is that the GM of the Lakers ain't the GM of the Lakers. We know who the GM of the Lakers is. And <laughs> if he gives the word, they will find a way to make it work. Now, it will work better in bronze terms more than it will work for Durant. Are, are you saying that LeBron James is actually the Oh, GM? absolutely. Oh, okay. No, absolutely. No, 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 We haven't talked a lot about LeBron James. No, 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 no. Rob Link is the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to stick up for Bron want. I just want you to put a dash next to that and put co-LeBron James. Nah, 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 man. It's I all right. I just want that to go on the record. When Come it comes down can, to everything. Out of all these years, you cannot sit up here and tell me LeBron James ain't pulling the strains like the master puppeteer that he is. And it just is what it is. As, as, uh, and as I'm going to tell you icon, why. LeBron James has been an NBA GM since 2012. I'm going to tell you why he's not. Well, all right, he is. But he ain't. <laughs> I'm about to say, if he's not GM, he's the owner. Listen, and that's, and that's hold, fine. Hold up. He, he ain't, but he is. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, he hey, he repping the set, so I got to stick up. And that's listen, I get it, brother. I'm not gonna sit up here and put you no hard place. I'm just he telling you what set, we. So I'm, I'm just saying a... what we all know to be true. Right, right, right. You know what so, I mean? But it just is what it is. So if he decides, at the end of the day, if he decides that this is this is what he wants to happen, it will happen. So then, all right, so then let's put a pin in Kyrie for a minute because you can't talk about anything that has to do with Kyrie without talking about the news of the day, which is about Kevin Durant has has asked out of Brooklyn. So first of all, before we get to the obvious thing that is the what's next thought about that, how did we get here? How did we get to Kevin Durant of all people saying, I'm done? I personally think, again, I, I personally think it's the Nets not betting on Irving and Durant, more so Irving than Durant. KD, you know, they had this whole plan or this whole, you know what I'm saying, this whole scheme to be like, yo, we're going to play together. Obviously, COVID got in the middle of that because I think had there not been a COVID, it's a different situation. It's a different conversation. Probably. But now... 
the Nets see like, okay, like we can't necessarily depend on Kyrie, even though everything is done, bands are lifted. We can't depend on Kyrie because we don't know what situation may arise and we don't know how he's going to respond to it. So we don't want to pay him max money because that's what he's going to want is max money. So we're not going to bet on that. So I think Durant sees that as saying, no, I want to play with him. If y'all not going to pay him for a long term for him to be here with me, and obviously this is his last year and he's going to be elsewhere, I'm out too. Okay. So I think it's just more so. And so that's why I said to State when we first started, is it Kyrie or Durant to blame or is it the Nets front office that's in question? Okay. Okay. And so, and that's, and that's tough because how can you, like, can you really be critical of the Nets because you're making a business decision here? It, it, they are. And that's, and that's what's tough about it, right? Like, we sit back, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know all the inner workings. We don't know all the, you know what I'm saying, the T the of it all and all that kind of stuff, right? So we're looking at from third. And this is – and hold up, hold up. This is still the same Kyrie Irving that said, oh, yeah, uh, you know, there's Nash and there's KD. I mean, any of us can be the head coach. It's still that guy. Wild disrespectful from the jump. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 come on, man. Hey, hey hold on. Let, let's tell the whole story now. Wild disrespectful from the very jump. I I can't speak. I can't speak to that. That's a hell of a statement to make, but I can't speak to that. That's what the man said. I will I will say though. I said like and I'm and I'm I guess I'm gonna ask a question. So again, I agree with you. Nets are making a business decision, right? Like they're trying to say, right. like, hey, we can't necessarily count on my man. We don't know what's gonna happen, whatever the case may be. So we're 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 being conservative. We're, we're going to, you know, be smart. But do you literally let arguably two top 15 players walk away when you, we all know what is capable if they get the reps under their belt to play together. Because well, the hard thing, they didn't get to play. They only played like twenty something games. Right, right, right. It was limited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, don't give me like Kyrie is as crazy as he as he may be, as a wild card as he is. Kyrie is still Kyrie. Walk- Uncle Drew. He's Uncle Walk- Drew. Let me let me ask this then, because I think that this is kind of like an addendum to that question. Because I think that's the real question. I think that's a legitimate question. What's bigger, what we getting back or the if? And when do you bail on the if? Okay, so if you can get some, all right, you're in a position where with uh, Kyrie Irving, he's obviously expressed to you that he's not happy with things there. Um, specifically, he, he, don't, he don't rock with Steve Nash. And it doesn't seem like y'all have any plans of letting old Coach Nash go for whatever reason. Um, are you going to let Uncle Drew walk away for nothing after this season? Because that's what will happen. And that's what will happen. And that's out of there. Like, like, like you, you got you to accept the fact that Kyrie's not messing with y'all after this season. Y'all didn't pay him. We didn't. You didn't pay him the money on this extension that he was looking for. 
So I'm gonna ride this 36 million out while I'm watching Russ get 47 and whatever. But but let's like like let's not pretend the cats aren't looking at each other's contracts like he's getting 47 and I'm getting 36. Really? In today's game, really? Yeah, nah. So I'm on I'm, I'm yeah, I'm out. That that was acting like first of all, first of all, they're acting like the difference between 36 and 47 million is drinking Carlos Rossi versus drinking <laughs> some fucking Camus. First of right. all, first of all, motherfucker, calm down. <laughs> Cause John Wall making more money than all of y'all, and he ain't doing shit. So hey, I'm just dis- I'm disappointed in John Wall, by the way, but so, continue. So so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that we're about to start talking about Kevin Durant. We've been building it up for a little while. We're about to talk about Kevin right. Durant. But at the end of the day, I don't think that the Kevin Durant situation alleviates the Kyrie Irving situation, though. I think that they've got – I think the Nets have big dog their way into three very different types of problems they just can't see their way out of, and they all cost – the entry price to these problems is $36 million. And that's Ben Simmons. It is. That's Kyrie Irving, yes. and that's Kevin Durant. These are three of the biggest mm-hmm. issues that you could possibly have in basketball. Because I'm gonna start this with the Kevin Durant conversation. We're just gonna jump into it. A hypothesis again. Huh? Brooklyn Nets can't possibly get equal value back for Kevin Durant. Agreed. No. Agreed. No. No. Not even close. So what is the best possible outcome here for the Brooklyn Nets? That also, I'm sorry. Kevin Durant? The best outcome for the Brooklyn Nets that also makes Kevin Durant happy. I don't think that exists. Best possible, best possible absolutely exists. Because then you're getting the most out of the situation you got dealt. Because you know KD going to be happy. So what's the best thing that you can get out of this situation? Because it's the NBA, and KD has said, I ain't happy here no more. It's time to go. And history tells you that when that happens, it's going to get figured out one way or another. Oh, it's he's done. He's out of there. Absolutely. Although, like like I, I was kind of saying earlier, like, like, I mean, he said his top, his, his front runners were what, Phoenix and, uh, Phoenix and Miami. But it's like, bro, you don't have a no trade clause, and you locked in the contract for four years. That is so I'm gonna send you where I'm gonna send you where I send you, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know how you're Kevin Durant and you don't have that no trade clause. But wow, it's crazy wow. that you don't have that. But that's why I say it doesn't exist, man. In your scenario, but somebody's but, mm, unhappy. Whoever his agent is, he might K- KD might need to reassess that as well as his barber. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, but I'm just saying. Um, I don't know how you, if you're Brooklyn, like, do you really just say, "All right, Phoenix or Miami, what's the best offer and roll with that"? Or I don't think Phoenix. Do first say, of all, I don't think Phoenix can happen. I don't think they're willing to give up Booker. They say they won't. They can't give up Booker. If they give up Booker, they're fucking. No, they said Aiden and Bridges. No. 
but that's that's what I'm saying. So that's why I say it doesn't on your scenario. Yeah. That's why I said it yeah, does because Brooklyn responded that's... saying, "Yo, if y'all ain't including D book, there's nothing else. Right. There's nothing for us to discuss." And that's, and that's the thing. So like, there is no equal happiness for both Nets and Durant. Somebody's going to get the short end of that stick. So let me ask this: I got a couple of theories about this because I think the history always tells you how things going to work out in the end. And the two biggest that's... deals we've seen recently: Anthony Davis which was a ton of young talent and a ton of picks. And then James Harden, which was a three-way deal that had a a number of teams pull together different things that benefited all of them to have happen come together. That's the more complicated one to predict because there's a lot of things you can't really account for in that. Like, if you really look at that trade, like, I guess the the, the Rockets are the team that you really kind of feel like came out the lightest because they don't got a guy in the day – in the immediate day that you know that you're counting on, it's going to be there. But the Rockets got a shit ton of picks, and now you're starting to see that come to age. But if you did a one-to-one KD trade, boy, Miami is really equipped to be able to pull that off. Because they're a team, right. because, because they're a team that put a roster together because they were trying to get Giannis a year ago, and they were trying to stockpile so- as many things as they could to make that happen. Okay, so let's let's go to up because for me, if if I'm looking at those two situations, and I'm and I'm the Brooklyn Nets GM, I don't know who it is, but for me, Miami looks more attractive with what they have. Absolutely, proven talent. Um, but so who are you? Who are you saying? Like, look, y'all got to run me X, Y, and Z for me to to relinquish Kevin Durant to you. And that's and that's my thing because it ain't nobody on the Heat roster that they're willing to give up that amounts to a Kevin Durant. You mean to tell me that the fucking Nets are going to take fucking Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and who? They'd have you to take Kyle Lowry for the money. For the money, you have to take Kyle Lowry. But and, if we talking talent, I need Bam. And, and they're not going to do that. Like they, that and that's still, and I, I, I understand Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Like I understand that's pretty much a you right. know off situation to try to match talent wise. But like between Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, you getting this exactly Seth Curry and Patty Mills, which you already have. <laughs> so you're not wrong. Hold on, you're not wrong. <laughs> so that's why I'm laughing. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you essentially getting the exact same fucking player. And truth be told, I would much rather have between those combos, I would much rather have Patty Mills and Seth Curry over Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Can I can I tell Duncan, you a trade that just Duncan Robin, hold up, Duncan Robinson is what 90 mil? 19 90 of them things. And he didn't play a lick in the playoffs. No. No. I just I just pulled out the old ESPN uh trade tracker. It just doesn't Uh-oh. let me this doesn't let me put draft picks in or anything, and draft picks are real collateral. Okay. However, I was able to trade Kevin Durant to the Boston Celtics for Jalen Brown, Daniel Thies, and Grant Williams. All right, so so somebody called me because I, you know, I had I had a guy that's a that's a Celtics fan, and I was like, look, if I'm if I'm Beantown, I'm I'm saying Jalen Brown and a little package together for KD. What what we doing? I buy that. You you if I'm hey you 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 pair KD with with Young Tatum. Marcus Smart too. You still get to keep Marcus, and you, you, get, you, you keep Marcus Smart. 
and Al Horford. Yeah, right. You gotta that. live your life at some point. Hey, run that. If 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 the Nets would take that deal, if I'm Boston, Jalen Brown, pack your shit. You getting the fuck up out of here. So let me ask uh, this though. Let me I'm ask this saying. though. Before we go too far down the line of picking where KD is gonna go, where is KD willing to play? Because okay. here's the I'm thing. I'm glad you asked that. Here's the thing. Kevin Durant is on a level. When Anthony Davis got traded, it was because LeBron asked for him. It wasn't because he said that's where I'm going. When when PG thirteen got moved, it was because Kawhi said this is what I'm gonna need. Mm-hmm. When you get to a certain level in the league, things don't happen unless you are right with it. And Kevin Durant is absolutely the second most powerful player in the NBA right now. Yeah. So Kevin Durant ain't gonna yeah. just play wherever. So I'm disqualifying about 23 teams in the NBA right now, unless he decides he wants to be there. But but with the no trade clause, he really don't have. But it's the NBA. But he does. But he really does. does but he at the end of the because day, what ain't gonna happen is a Ben Simmons situation because Adam Silver ain't gonna let Kevin Durant not be playing ball on some <laughs> philosophical shit. Right. That gets in the way of business. And Adam Silver right. will play that bullshit. You messing? Hey, you me, you messing with the money now? Because also at the end of the day, when Kevin Durant gets traded, that's a lot more jerseys is getting sold. <laughs> that's good for everybody. So. In y'all opinion, man, give me three teams you think can make a real deal for KD. DJ, I saw that last drink hit you a little different. I got respect for you, though. Holiday weekend. You know what it is. Absolutely. (laughs) I ain't doing no work tomorrow. (laughs) Me either. Me either. I'm not doing shit tomorrow. I'm going to log on and just move the mouse around. Um, I ain't going to hold you. I kind of joked when I said this earlier, but if I'm the Los Angeles Clippers, I mean, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, pick one, put a package can't be, together. Can't be Claw. All right, well, Paul George. And, and all right, hey, Brooklyn. KD's already devalued, devalued himself to a certain extent. Be, be happy that I'm, I'm willing to give you Paul George. Put a little package together around PG-13 if I'm the Clippers. Kevin Durant wouldn't have a problem being in, being in L.A. So the biggest problem with the Clippers is, is that they have nothing but bad contracts. That's true. Like That's nothing true. but bad contracts. Brooklyn ain't got too much better. Brooklyn at least you, – you're right, but Brooklyn doesn't have like these in-between level contracts. Like Brooklyn has four big contracts and then everybody else just makes little medium money. The Clippers got forty-two million tied up a year in Kawhi, and forty-two million a year tied up in Paul George. Then they got sixteen in uh, in in in, in uh, Norman Powell. They got sixteen in uh, Markeith Morris. They got fourteen in Leonard, and they got twelve in Covington and eleven. I'm about to say they just paid Covington. They got bad money. They got hard to move money when you talk about the tax situation. I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be honest with you though, and this is just me. I'm actually curious to see what that turns into. I'm curious to see what the Clippers turn out to be as they're currently constructed. 
The Clippers are the Nets West. Ooh. Big money, big names, big Ooh. hopes, little delivery. Ooh. Hey, Ooh. tell me where I'm wrong. I get where you're tell me where I'm wrong. No, I get at 100. percent I get where you, I get where you're coming from, but if we get and obviously it's always based on health, right? And and I feel like that's what has got the Clippers is the health. But currently, as they're constructed, if healthy, you got the Claw PG, you got Covington defensive, Powell defensive. Zubiak does his job in the post. Just resigned Zubiak him. Does his job. Just resigned him. He does his job. Terrence Mann. Jackson, who has been playing out of his mind on the sneak. John Wall, you don't need him to do a whole lot, but John Wall is still going to attract attention because he's still John Wall. And then you got Luke Kennard that can shoot that shoot that joint off the hill. And you got fucking Terrence Mann, who is a hooper. He's coming into yeah. his own. I am curious. I'm not, you know, no bold predictions. I'm not sitting up here and say these things about to run the gauntlet and, you know, come out the West. Not saying that whatsoever. But I am curious just to see who's the coach, Tyron? Yeah. To know. I am curious to see what this looks like. Training camp, Kawhi comes back off injury, PG coming back. I am curious to see what this looks like come this season. I'm just curious. So okay. me personally, just to combat what you said, Josh, I'm actually, and maybe this is just me, just curiosity is getting the best of me. I'm actually just curious to see what this transpires into. So I would leave the Clippers alone just because I just want to see okay. how that goes. So, okay. so in order, let, let's go with the data we got on the table. And, 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 and when, I, when I bring these teams up, because it's a few that I got in mind, I bring it up based off of like, yo, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, I take, like, look, yeah, you, if, you I, if I got to I get that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I need that. I, I, I'm going to need, like, Paul George. Got Ooh, it. Whatever. But, man. That's not a big market team. I like the Boston. Because I was thinking about the Denver Nuggets. Let me ask a question, though, real quick, about the Brooklyn Nets motivation. Are the Brooklyn Nets at all motivated to be competitive coming out of this trade? Nope. Rebuild. For what? Why do they want to get a guy that's going to keep them kind of competitive? Rebuild. That's the only, again, it, so, so so one, the whole Ben Simmons trade is completely worthless, in my opinion, if you let both of them go. Yeah. Worthless. That, that trade worthless. means absolutely nothing. It means absolutely you, if you trade, If you trade either one of these, when they trade either one of these guys, he has to go, too. It, it null and voids the whole because like, here's point, the thing it's a three for one all three of them have to go they all have yes. to go they, you're right it, it it serves no purpose that means that trade was completely null and void Ben Simmons a whole in my personal opinion for that whole Fair I opinion. all that but you know that's Fair a whole, I, 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 I've got no I've got no qualms with that statement we'll, we'll, the, we'll the, all votes all votes by the usual sign of voting aye aye, yeah. aye. aye. cheers but you, Ask Tanasha if she got a fourth vote. <laughs> but yeah, but that, that, that whole situation, because you could have just kept hard and expiring contract, got rid of the contract, and then had the cap space to do something different. Right. Ben Simmons is uh Ben Simmons, not, ben Simmons is a Simmons fucking albatross. Anywhere. 
Ben Simmons is the chick you shouldn't buy a drink for at the bar, basically. So stay the fuck away from her. She looking away, but you already know you can't deal with her. The whole problems that you don't want to deal with. That's Ben Simmons all day. Thank you, Ben Simmons. So So, another boy is that it makes that trade completely worthless. So so you is it fair to say that the Nets, even though they have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons, are in one of the worst positions of any team in basketball, or do they still have a chance to make this make sense? Nope. No. No, they're screwed. As soon as Kevin Durant... He was the linchpin. You had to keep him happy. You you had to keep KD happy at all at all costs. When you didn't do right by Kyrie Irving, that did it. Like there, there's a damn there's there's a damn video clip of Kyrie Irving and KD whispering back and forth in the damn tunnels. Like, yo, man, if we do this, da la la la, we be up there. We we in there together. When you didn't make that commitment to Kyrie Irving, you fucked yourself with KD because you wouldn't have got KD without Kyrie saying he was gonna go there. Exactly. Facts. Exactly. KD, KD, in my mind, if that wouldn't have worked out, KD would have went to Philly. Mm. After Golden State? Because mm. they had all the cash. They had all the options. They had Simmons and they had Embiid at that time. And they instead divided that cash over Tobias Harris, J.J. Redick, and a couple other cats. They had all the money to make a KD move at that time. My name is Jimmy Butler. Y'all chose Tobias Harris over me? Oh, man, they make bad decisions, too. <laughs> they make really bad decisions. But, but here's my but, thing, but hold though, up. too, at the end of the day. Stay there, stay there, Matt. Stay there, Matt. Because the original question was, well, who, who's the idiots here? Like, KD, Kyrie, or Brooklyn? Brooklyn. It's, no, the, it's the front office. Brooklyn. Yo, this is one of the absolute biggest personnel disasters not only in NBA history, but in the modern history of pro sports. Of sports. Without of sports. I will you throw went together from Harden, Irvin, and Durant to in a sport where all you need is two guys. This ain't the NFL where you gotta figure out different teams. Oh, you gotta have a quarterback, oh. then he gotta have somebody to throw to, you gotta have a line, the defense gotta be different. It ain't right. baseball where you gotta have a good up the middle, you gotta have a good pitching staff, you gotta have all these different things. You need three guys to hoop in the NBA, and you got and a title. And they had them. And they got one of the top 15 players of all time, a guy that probably should have been top 75. And then Whatever the fuck else you need from there. <laughs> they had it all. And that's why I say, first of all, whoever the GM is, that nigga's in the in the in the process of losing his job. No, he's out. Sean that's Marks me. gotta be gone. I, hey, I thought it was Sean Marks, but I was trying to spare that nigga. I was trying to spare that man. But eh. let's go. Immediately. Gotta get him out of here. So all right, yeah. so for before we before we wrap up, man, I need for each of y'all to give me this, man. Give me a best outcome. For KD and the Nets in this situation, give me what you if you was the guy at the helm and you're trying to make the move. What would be the best outcome for both sides for you? Ooh. All right, so if I'm a Brooklyn, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets GM, he's got to get out of the East. I'm not trying to face him That's three to four times a season. I'm not trying to see him 
before the NBA Finals. You have to go West. Well, the NBA Finals are the least of your concerns after these trades. But I mean, facts. <laughs> but, I, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I just want to put that out there. Like, this the NBA Finals ain't got a goddamn thing to do with you. <laughs> Logistically, so. here you he has to go West. I'm not trading him to any East any Eastern Conference team. I'm not. If I, you know, if I'm somewhat sane. And if I look out West and I'm looking at teams that have talent that can kind of compensate me for giving you a top three, four guy in the league. (sighs) But but so so here's the thing, because it's got to be the right market. That's right. So here's the thing. In the it's West, it's gotta be the right market. In the West, you immediately have to rule out Utah, San Antonio, Sacramento, Portland, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Minnesota, Memphis, Houston, Golden State. And probably, probably what, Denver? Yeah, and Denver. Probably. So now all you got is Dallas, both LA teams, um, Phoenix. That's it. You got Dallas, LA, and Phoenix. The, the so you got the Mavericks, the Clippers, the Lakers. The Mavericks ain't got it. I don't give a fuck how Phoenix. you slice it. The no, Mavericks no, like, 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 yeah. there's no way on God because he live in Dallas. They're, they're, you know what I mean? You want to move like, to New York, nigga? Right, you cancel Christmas. <laughs> in fact, because um, like you're the Mavericks, you're not giving up Luca. Luca's no. everything for you. So that's it. Um, We're done talking. So yeah. So it. so this hold up so this whole package thing of of man they could realistically trade Kyrie and KD to the Lakers how how uh, what Russ and Anthony Davis you got you got to give them up yikes that ain't gonna happen and 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 agreed you you not yikes I wouldn't do it I'm gonna go out on a limb even though you eliminated this team but I'm gonna just go out on the limb just because of potential talent what Denver. Denver. Yeah, that's the only one I could think of. You give up Murray. You give up Porter. You Whew. give up um, Murray, Porter, and they're going to keep Bones because he's been hooping. I'm in the trade tracker right now. I'm going to try to make this work. I like Bones. Bones, they Bones got to give up Murray and Porter because contracts got got to give up Murray and Bones Murray got Moxie, man. I like Bones. Yeah, I do too. You got to give trade up fails, more. bro. You got to give up more. And that's, and that's over the luxury tax if you trade both of them there. Murray so, and Porter hmm. both make 31 and 30 million dollars a year. So then you give up Okay. Joe okay. Harris, throw Three. Joe Harris in that. You give up Durant. Well, you going to get rid of Kyrie anyway. Kyrie Joe Harris, Joe Harris can make it work. Joe Harris can make it work. Yeah, you gotta throw Joe Harris. You gotta Joe Harris. throw Joe Harris in there. But but the thing we missing with this though is that we trading pieces for pieces. Right. You gotta have a team that's willing to give up at least three first round picks. And that's insane. And I don't know what picks Denver has in the in the pocket. So like you in a tough spot. Like trading. Here's the here's the thing I'm gonna say. And DJ, did I want to hear you? I don't know. I guess DJ is Denver your team. 
you think it makes the most sense? different on my team, but that's just um, oh that as far as this situation, yes, that's my scenario. And Josh, your team for KD to land in is where? And screw it, man. I'm selfish, bro. Man, bring that boy to La La Land with the purple and gold, man. I have no idea how that could even possibly happen. They have no draft picks. <laughs> like, no, no, we don't. Nothing. Hey, 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 2027, 2029. Hey, first round you, picks. I'm running both of them to you. If the GM wants it to happen, it it's going to take. Here's the thing this trade is going to absolutely require a third team. It's going to have to. Like there's, no, there's nobody that has a one-to-one for this unless the magic unless the the miami heat are ready to absolutely gut themselves which they might be ready to do if you trade duncan robinson tyler hero and kyle lowry you can make it happen you got to put three first round picks on top of that too though yeah do they have it well well now yeah, they now, got hold it on, the heat don't up, be trading up. shit let from their stashes let, let me caution you there because in theory yes but I know you have to trade this fool. Bam. I know you have to trade him. He don't want to fool with you. So I don't have to give you everything that I ordinarily would. Yeah, but here's the thing about it is at the end of the day, though, that's why I say look at the AD trade and look at the Harden trade. Look at both of them because the Harden trade had like five first-round picks involved in it between two teams. True. Like they're going to have to come off of it. Like trading is still about market value and market value then got thrown through the roof between AD and Harden moving out. And they lucky that they making this move before Dame say he ready to go because the Blazers going to ask for a nigga's first born. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to call it a one what it is. I mean, Hey, honestly, if I'm shooting the shit, I'm calling the Rockets, and I'm going to be like, give me Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. But you it don't cost nothing. You but got you the money, got bro. In Houston, though. But for what? Why do it? Houston's a great market. It great is. Market. But it, great I mean, market. KD right back in OKC when he first got drafted. Like, they so not trade him to OKC. OKC got more talent than either one of those teams. That's what – and I actually – and. Truth be told, I actually threw that out there to say, like, that nigga fuck around, go back to OKC because OKC has the picks. You can trade him to Boston. Uh, you can yeah. trade him to Boston. I mean, Boston, real, like, ain't going to do business. I, I'm not I'm not joking. If if I'm the Boston Celtics, I'm on that phone. You know who now, we talked to? We hold on, hold on. Now, 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 let me be clear. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets GM, I'm not answering. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm the Boston Celtics GM, Hey man, I got a guy over here named Jalen Brown. We put a nice little package together for you. Real guy, real guy too. He's a player. Here's my thing. I'm gonna say right now, like I'm gonna answer my own question. So if there are three franchises I think can make this work, that's gonna meet the needs of KD and are gonna meet the needs of what they got to offer up. It's gonna be the Phoenix Suns because it does make sense. You got Aiton, who you can do a sign and trade for. Take Aiton up to 31 million, sign and trade. You got it right there. That's throw in what you got to throw in. You could either put in Bridges, which I wouldn't do if I was them, but you could yeah. also put in Sarge and Jay Crowder and probably and some picks and probably get to where you need to get to. Jay Crowder, free agent, though, ain't he? He still had a number on for the next season when I saw it. He on offer. Yeah. Okay. So have him pick it up and then make the move and get it done. Oh, shit. All right, hold up. Before you, before you move. You can't give up Bridges. Would you? Crowder. Would no, you, I don't want to trade Bridges. I said sorry. Would you give up? Would you give up book? 
Would you give up book and keep Aiden and, and bring De- in KD? Devin Booker. All right, so I'm gonna be clear about this. Devin Booker is on the short list of my untradeable people in the NBA list. Okay, fair enough. I'm not trading Devin Booker unless you're giving me somebody younger than him who has the same type of clout. So I'm gonna need Zion. I'm gonna need Ja. I'm gonna need. Luka. Something where I get the other side of the investment because I'm giving you a mid-prime guy. A Devin Booker trade has to look like a Bradley Beal trade. Oh, Brad Beal. That's what I'm going to say. We can finish with Brad. I want to talk about Brad. Hey, we'll get paid, young man. Get paid. We'll talk about Brad in a second. But my people are Phoenix. It's Miami. And it's Chicago. Assets. So who? Okay. I'm glad you threw Chicago out there because I mentioned that before. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Phoenix. It's Phoenix. I'm sorry. It's Phoenix. Who's the other one I said? Miami. Phoenix, Miami, Miami, Chicago, and Atlanta are the only teams I'm dealing with. Chicago, who are you giving up? See, you're going to have to trade money in Chicago. So I'm going to have to trade Zach. I'm going to probably have to trade Kobe White. And I'm probably going to trade Vucevic. Vucevic. Thank you. Keep DeMar. I got you. Yeah, you can't really trade DeMar hmm. in the situation they in. You got to keep some of those pieces is there. Because I also think that the Bulls, but I also think the Bulls might have their eyes on something different. I think the Bulls are going to try to be a part of the Gobert trade. Hmm. I think the Bulls, I think the Bulls are going to try to trade for Rudy Gobert this, this, uh, this, this summer at some point and put Vucevic in there. And I think they're going to try to put, like, Cody White and some picks in there to get Gobert out of Utah. Where does that Utah, have, Utah yeah. has to do something because D. Mitch, D. Mitch ain't going for that. It's not, yeah, it's not going to stay. Utah is going to have to switch it up to someone. Utah, Utah is going to do it no matter what. The problem is, is that they're Utah, so they can't capitalize on any of these guys that want to go to a new market. Where does yeah, that put so- Chicago if that goes through? If they get Rudy? Oh, if they get Rudy, they're going to push them Cavs back down. They're the absolute second-best team in the Central if they get Rudy Gobert. Where, they, where does that put them in the Eastern Conference? Four seed, lock. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, so, yeah, because they still have Lonzo, Zach, DeMar. Yeah, yeah. Pat Williams, or back, growing. Pat, yeah, yeah. Caruso, yeah, yeah. mix yeah. up. Low. Four seed, at, the, at, at minimum, four seed. I'm not mad at it. I would. I like it. I like, I it, for, well, I like it for my guys. That would be a great. I don't game. see them. If Miami does, yeah, four or five. Gotta stay healthy. You got older guys. Gotta stay healthy. Zach got knee issues. Demar's getting up in years. You know, Lonzo gotta stay out there. You gotta do it. But Gobert is exactly what they need because you got to have somebody that can fucking vary at the very least, have some type of deterrent for Giannis and all that attacking the rim shit. I would have them over Miami. Miami yeah. just is so balanced, though, man. Like, and if Miami gets KD, I mean, well, I mean, that's if what- Miami can somehow find a way to hold on to KD, Butler, and Bam. Good luck. See, if I'm Brooklyn, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm not going for that. I need Bam. If I'm Brooklyn, I don't want the money. I want Hero. I want some money I can burn off. I want all, everything young you got on your team because the strength of the Heat is their depth. So give me all your depth. Right. 
So I definitely want Hero. I gotta have Hero. Take Hero gonna average twenty nine a night in yeah. in Brooklyn because he's gonna take every Kyrie. shot. Yeah, All right, man. Before we wrap up, just tell me how do you what team do you think comes out of the summer season most improved and how they entered it? Based off of what I saw today, the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Lakers. We're not 40 years old. It's too many, it's too many dominoes that ain't fail yet. That's the answer. That's hey, it. It's too Everything many up in the air still. Yeah, it's too many. This is this. First of all, we only what six hours into free agency. Yeah, but these free agents don't really. This free agency is a lot of posturing though, because like when you look at free agency this year, it doesn't really tell you that it's going to change a whole lot though. Like the Zach Levine is resigning light. with the Bulls. Right. Brad Beal already resigned. James Harden is resigning. DeAndre Ayton is probably not going to – he's restricted. You know what I'm saying? They can match if they want to. That's sign and trade. Yeah, that's sign and trade all day. You got Jalen Brunson who's on the move. You got Miles Bridges out there. He's not going to change your fortunes. Um, you got Colin Sexton. You got Mitchell Robinson. Like, those guys ain't changing the wave where we at. So it's going to all be about trades. And, and, and it all comes down to whether KD is going to go to a place that's going to be such a seismic shift that it changes the direction of the league. And that's and that's why I said the dominoes still ain't fail yet. So to yeah. your this goes back to your point earlier. Sometimes your lot is to get guys to trade for the guy. So you can resign, all these guys can resign, and that's perfectly fine. But Kate, first of all, KD is going to massively shift the league in a sense, the way Brian did when he left Cleveland the first in, time. When he left Miami and oh, came. Oh, Miami. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. When he left the Cavs and came to the Lakers. Okay. You got to go. You got to go to the conference because he was still always that's in the Heat, Cavs to the, to the heat, heat, to the Cavs. So I guess that's a good point. And honestly, at this point, if I was KD, I'd be trying to get West. Really? East, east, is, east is heating up. They are. Why go through man. it? Why do I want to potentially play Giannis in the second round for the rest of my career? East is East is he and he used to. Why do I? Why do I want to potentially play Giannis or Embiid in the second round of my career for the rest of my that's, career? That's, like KD is in his going I, I into his fifteenth year. I, I argued that last season. I was telling Jimmy, folks that that East was nasty. Everything he got. If he goes west, he got to deal with the Joker, the rise of Jai. Maybe the uh, maybe maybe the Clippers surging, Joker. Joker. But I mean, Nuggets ain't. Nuggets I think ain't the Nuggets got to stay healthy, bro. Like we haven't even seen them all together to do their thing. Like, and I saw right. Michael Porter, and I'm really concerned if he's ever a thirty million dollar <laughs> player. Like that's a very interesting contract to me. Still. Man, Mike Michael Porter, hey, Michael man, Porter, Kyrie Irving. They're more injured. They're more injury prone than Anthony Davis. Finesse. I mean, is there a chance? Is there a chance that where Kyrie goes is going to impact KD's fortune? Could it does because Kyrie, it Kyrie on, is easier to acquire for a team that needs another piece than KD is. See, the thing is, where does Kyrie end up? Because that matters. Can I put this out here? Where I think Kyrie's going to end up? I think, Kyrie's, I think Kyrie's headed to Dallas. But who? 
Kyrie is so fucking volatile, you don't have to put up the same value of package. What do you want to trade? Tim Hardaway? That's what I'm saying, but that ain't, if I'm, so to Josh's point, if I'm Brooklyn, I ain't answering that phone. I'm not answering that. I ain't answering that phone. I understand what you're saying, Matt, and I agree with you. I mean, I just. Kyrie at the end of the day. 36 million still Kyrie. You gonna have Kyrie to get- can, I'm going to be honest with you. Kyrie can end up somewhere OC like Indiana. But but here, I'm going I'm to I'm go there because I don't think so because he's already – Kyrie playing the game, bro. Kyrie already throwing it out there like, yo, I don't care where you send me. I'm, I'm, I'm signing with the Lakers next season. One so, he, like, like, he's playing the game. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's shutting down all that extra right now. Hey, can now, I throw yo. a wild card into the mix for a guy like KD who sees the world a little different? Like, we looking at the world through, like, a basketball eye. KD looks at the world a little different. I'm going to put this out here. Go home. Huh? Go home. No, they ain't got the assets. Like, financially, that couldn't work. KD could go to Toronto. Mm. Toronto is a power city on the global level mm. for the things he's interested in. And they got a lot of pieces a lot of pieces. They do. I don't see it. <sighs> they, I don't they see got KD. Some. I don't see KD wanting to go to Toronto. I mean, Toronto is like the fucking LA of Canada, though. It is, but it's cold as a bitch. It is cold, but I mean, I the barbershops. He ain't worried about the barbershops, so he'll be all right. Because who you gonna give up, Siakam? Yeah. You gonna give up Siakam? Nah, you you ain't up... gotta give up Siakam. You ain't gotta give up Siakam. Who you giving up, Fred? Yeah, either Fred or Boucher gotta go. You keep you keep Siakam over Fred. I mean, I'm just saying personally uh, myself. Not, not like if you if you give me a choice between pairing KD with Fred or Pascal, I'm probably gonna keep Pascal. Me too, because Pascal gonna do all the things I don't want KD doing. Exactly. And I got Scotty Barnes that can do everything. But you, but that's the thing. So you have somebody else that can fill Pascal's shoes more than you have somebody that can fill Fred's shoes. Here's the thing. I, I think I that, that if KD says that I'm interested in you, they're going to start looking at themselves differently. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, and that's why I think Miami makes a lot of sense because they got so many pieces. That and at Miami, Miami absolutely does make sense. I'm just, I was operating off of Josh's point to like, I, I get your ass out the East because I don't want to deal with you. That's, I just don't want to. I'm going to operate off of my opinion saying the Nets are about to be the Nets in the, again. And that's, and that's what it's going to be. That's why I say, back full circle, there is no, I personally don't think there really is no scenario where Katie's happy and the Nets are happy and compensated. So if we look at it that way, only person we need to worry about being happy is KD. Right. You got to get him out of there. Because the other team very rarely is happy. So if you're going to take – so if you go to Miami, which is fine, you give up Hero, you give up Duncan Robinson, you give up Lowry, you let all that money go, you let them contracts go, you give up whatever picks that Miami's going to send. If you can keep Bam, if you can keep Bam in Miami, Jimmy – KD, Bam, that's championship. I don't give a fuck who else you put. I, you can go get that's a good, that's a good three. Sign for the fucking mid level. Goddamn me, uh, Colin Sexton, bring your ass on down here and sign for nothing. Come off the bench, 
people will people will will, will give we'll up their stash yes, to come play with that team. Right. They will right. flop. And that's exactly it. Just like just like Boston when they had when they had the three. Just like Miami when they had the three, because you had fucking uh, Posey coming out the woodworks, Eddie House coming out the woodworks. You had goddamn me Chalmers sitting his ass. Well, the Depot will resign. He mm-hmm. probably will come back. Like that's the thing. He'll, so he'll like, take that vet, man. He'll take that vet minimal. Yeah. So if you can, if you can keep Bam and pair him, because Jimmy gonna do everything that everything that you said Pascal gonna do. Jimmy gonna be Jimmy a dog. Definitely gonna do hard niggas. But then if you need, if KD on some bullshit, Jimmy gonna go get a bucket, and it's just what it's gonna be. And then Bam hey, clean up shit. Hey, who signed PJ Tucker? Philly. They got Danny Green out of there. He ain't there no more. They needed somebody to come fill that void. He in Philly. Hey, speaking of people to sign some places, can I throw out a couple of these folks before we before we, before we wrap up? Yeah. People to sign yeah. some places, and I'm just kind of like, wow, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see, let's see, what do I got here? What do I got here? What do I got here? Mo Bamba stayed in Orlando. Yeah, that was that really? was puzzling. He's weird for that shit. That was very puzzling. Uh, here's a guy you talk about if you want to trade for somebody to get some controlled money back for Lou Dort, Oklahoma City. Resigned five years, eighty-seven million. You need him though. OKC needs him. They PJ, do, but I mean, they, they also need him. you. Need him. He's he's important for that type of thing. Malik yeah. Monk, two that years. 19 million with the Kings to jump from the Lakers. That was a shock. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hey, thank you, Malik Monk, for doing that because that allowed <laughs> us to make the moves we made. That was a shock. I wasn't expecting that, but I'm not paying Malik Monk nine million a year. But hey, do your thing. Um, quick pause before you move on, quick pause though. Like, what we got, what we got brewing in Sacramento, you got nothing. You got who's the point guard? Fox. You got Fox. You got Fox. Mitchell. Now you, you got, got some Mitchell. bonus. You got some bonus. That's and, that. Yeah, and guess what? but here's the thing: you got to factor eight. in. Put a thirty-five percent attribute decrease on the Kings because of the Kings. So just like water that shit down. Here, right here, away. Here, here. Hold up, I'm gonna answer your question, DJ. They, they they take the Spurs slot in the in the, in the playing tournament. I don't know if they get that far. I mean, Dante <laughs> ain't got the Spurs ain't really got nothing else shaking. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Know. The Kings take the, the the Kings take the Spurs slot. I'm not I saying mean, the Lakers. The, are the like, Lakers not gonna take it. Uh, well, the Lakers uh, they should be hell. higher. They hell. should be higher. So then. Who who was so who was ten this year in the West? This year ten was the Spurs. The play in this year was the Timberwolves, the Pels, the Clippers, and the Spurs. Oh shit! Never mind. Okay. The Jazz are falling way down if they make these moves. And that's and if they get rid of if they get rid of Ruby because I heard Conley was on the move too. Yeah, like you get rid of Conley, you get any you get rid of any of the two or three of Gobert and Mitchell Conley. Like the the Jazz are fighting for the play in. Yeah, get them the fuck up out of here. I'm not saying that the Kings is about to catapult. I'm just saying moves are being made to where they could potentially 
start to gain some momentum. But do we feel like do we feel like Dame, a healthy Dame, can't lift the Blazers into it? He need help. Uh, nah, he need Dame, help. Dame is Dame is. Hey man, like I said, man, I got a, I got an affinity for Dame. He's my favorite player in the league. I think bro. Dame, I think Dame is a presence guy. I think the Blazers are better with Dame. I I, I think hey young 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 hey, Anthony showing Anthony showing some things last he season. He just resigned too. He he did, but he ain't. He ain't CJ level yet. No, he's not CJ. He but must. they no. just got that boy. But they just drafted that boy Sharp. They feel like they feel like Sharp gonna need some time. But I feel like Sharp might be able to give you like some ninth, eighth man minutes, and then in in a year or so, be able to give you that Kobe rise. Be like, all right, now I'm here. I'm 19. I'm ready to hoop now. You know who they need to get rid of? Real rap, and they should have got rid of him a long time ago. Nurkic. Nurkic. Yeah. They got to get him to fuck up out of there because he can't stay healthy long enough to make a, 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 a make his presence felt. So the Blazers, the Blazers are a textbook example of a franchise that got too committed to being tied to a middling. We might be able to get over the hump team. Yes. Like, don't mm-hmm. get married to these guys. It's not getting you over the hump. Yes. Fuck these core guys like Agreed. that. Don't be that. Don't be that franchise. Dame like, is the only untradeable player on that roster. And here's the thing. The Blazers could have very easily been the Bucks, but they just didn't make the same moves. They didn't find their Middleton. They thought that CJ was going to be their Middleton and it didn't work out. But then they didn't. They thought that Nurkic could be their Lopez. It didn't work out. So it's like you, the, the line between being a champion and then being fighting outside of the, the, the fucking play in is tight. Like it takes a lot of little hope and it takes a lot of little things to work out that way. And that's why I think that a move like a KD move changes so much equilibrium in the league because the league is so driven by like one guy or thing, thing like that. It can do that. So, yo, I'm going to say, give me your parting shots, man. We touched on a lot of different things tonight, man. But let me know. We talked about a lot of things. Just tell me about, yo, what are we looking like headed into the league based on what we know? We got a lot more to dissect and when we when the KD move happens and then a couple of other things happen, we're going to definitely have to get back together. But the way we're looking at it now, give me something, something that today, if the, if the season started next week today, what are we talking about? <laughs> here, 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 here's what I'm talking about. Who's going to win the title? Who's going to win the title if the league starts again? That bowl, we getting ESPN too early to call it uh, bowl. Right, man. Mm. I don't care about who's gonna win the title. Hey man, I'm I'm, I'm gonna give my guy on the east side of the of the state a shout out. Hey hey hey, Bradley Bill, salute to you, good sir. Hey man, you ain't gotta be no all time great. You know what I mean? You, you ain't gotta get no title. Get your daggum paper, my brother. Salute, city, respect. Baby. We get paid over here. <laughs> get your money, sir. <laughs> you got all the love and respect from the west side of the state from this guy. If, get your money, sir. If we go, that's all I got. If we go on bold money. predictions, man, I'm a, and this is obviously way too early. So, you know, shout out ESPN, way too early poll results and, and rankings and all of that. I'm going to go out and say, as it stands, if the season was to start next week, I'm taking Bucks to win the East. I'm taking, I'm taking Golden State to run it back. Ooh. Mm. And Golden State to run it back. As Dang. currently, currently. Mm. I think the West is wide open. I think the West is wide open personally too. Okay. I'm gonna go okay. in a different direction. I'm gonna say a different type of thing right here. You talked about Bradley Beal, you talked about championships. Here's the thing I'm gonna say. 
I feel like what happened this year was the best thing that could have happened for Jason Tatum. I feel like Jason Tatum had to go through the fire. Jason Tatum had to take the hits he had to take. But here's the thing. Jason Tatum is on the superstar track. Yes, absolutely. He's on the superstar track. So my thing about it is I look at what you had to go through. You he's he's been to what three or four Eastern Conference finals now. He's been to the actual finals now. He's seen it. He's on an undeniable track right now. And that's gonna be the thing about it is. I'm gonna piggyback that. Jason Tatum, I'm the Celtics that. need to we talked about it earlier with Trey Young. We say, hey, you need to build around your guys. You need to build around things like this. You need to build around Jason Tatum. He don't need to be handling the rock like that. Marcus Smart shouldn't be handling the rock like that. The Celtics have to find a way to bring a guy in who's going to truly be that stabilizer, and he needs a minimum of 10 years in the show. So figure out what you got. But that's what they need because everything else is right there for another Celtics title. Okay. Hey, and to piggyback off of uh, off of what you just said, I'm gonna make a movie reference about about Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum to me is Thomas Anderson before he got shot and killed. Mm. Mm. Okay. And I feel okay. like I I feel like that loss in the finals is Agent Smith catching that boy in the hallway. Yeah. Capping him, <laughs> and then he wakes up seeing no. the Matrix. No, that that's how that's how I feel about that's how I feel about Taylor. I really feel like he was Thomas Anderson before he got capped, and then he got capped in them finals, and he's gonna wake up being a problem. So here's my thing: like people are gonna say, if he don't do it next year, it's a way. My thing about it is, is that the league is unpredictable, and that's the thing I love about the league right now is that for the first time in a long time, it ain't just about running back. It's about that shit's wide open. It could be a lot of folks to take it. True. So Tat gonna have to come up over Giannis. He gonna have to come up over probably KD. I don't see a team in the West that can afford KD. So I think he gonna still be in the East. You gonna have yeah. to come up over him. You gonna have to do all of this. But that man is a young man in real life terms. He's about to be 25, I think, 25 yeah. years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. First yep. team and his career is just showing inevitability. Third pick team go to the Eastern Conference Finals, have another year. He's been to the ECFs three times already, been to the finals the next year. First team All-NBA. Not only is Jason Tatum going to be the MVP of the league one day, he's going to win the title not once but multiple times, and I'm just saying it the way I see it. I'm not mad at it. I'm telling you, he he looks the part for me. He's undeniable. That's just, throwing it out, just throwing it out there just because I saw that he was bought out today. They need a point guard, right? That's what pretty much all Boston needs. That's currently constructed. They just need a point guard. They need somebody to slow the ball down, get people in their spots, know who to get the ball to when they get it to them. You're right. Can Kimba be that person? Bring him home? Yep. I don't think Kimba got that eye. I don't think that's I don't think that's how Kimba's wired is wired. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of guys you can look around the league that might make sense for them. I'm going to tell you right now, where Boston went wrong, Boston would be world top champions right now if they were to sign Lonzo Ball. Mm. Could they afford it? Mm. Yeah, they could have afforded it. They gave that money to Al Horford. Mm. 
They could have afforded it. But mm. Al, but Al got him. Al played a significant role in this run. But Al, but what would have been easier for them to replace to move forward? What Al gave them a couple of games, a couple of filling spots, or having a consistent point guard that's gonna D up and move the ball where it need to be first. I'm gonna be real with you. I it's, it's hard for me to answer that question because Al brings outside of the the couple of highlights that he had throughout the playoffs and all of that. Al, I'm gonna tell you like this: you put you substitute Al Horford for Alonzo Ball against them Bucks. Bucks win that series, in my opinion. I'll tell you another way: if you put Lonzo Ball and Robert Williams in the pick and roll, the Bucks don't have an answer for that. And and I'll I'll say this. Lonzo Ball gets Tatum and Brown both some easier buckets Ooh, than them having to play one on one. And this is as a Bulls fan who was watch how he opened up an offense that was clustered as fuck. Lonzo was a godsend for us, and I don't want his ass to go nowhere. But goddamn, he got a Lonzo look for everybody else because he don't care about himself, and that's what yep. that's what the Celtics need. I agree with you. I I hundred percent agree with you. I just I don't want to diminish what Al was able to bring to the Celtics. To no, get- no, 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 no. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's just about a what if right. that move would have happened instead. As, as, that's a tough one to call. I think Al came in so clutch and specifically against the- My thing is they never had to let Al leave in the first place. They could have had all these things. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> they mm-hmm. could have had all these things. I agree with that 100%. Um, but yeah, I you know, but again, I can I can understand I can see your take on the Kimba thing. It was just throwing it out there just because he's available. He's a point guard. Um, yeah, the, the bad part about the Celtics is I don't think there's an easy answer right now. Like they need somebody who's attached to another team. Like who does Celtics really need? They probably need like Malcolm Brogdon or something like that. Ooh, ooh. like they probably need that. But he can't afford that. He still don't have that idol. He still, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a throw out a name and, and I'm going to be honest, this is a, a partial bias just because I, I think he still John has. Stockton. No, he's still playing in the league currently. <laughs> uh, just because I think he does exactly what you're saying about Lonzo. Like he can, he sees it, he has an eye and he's been there before and he's done this shit and this is what he does. Rondo. Hey, yeah. bro, I said, I said that. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. Rondo is exactly what they need this is this would fit in rondo's wheelhouse so much just because he's dealt with the personalities of a kg a ray allen and a paul pierce he's going to be able to slow the ball down when it needs to be slowed down he will speed it up when it needs to be sped up and he will get the ball to the players that need to get the ball in the certain situations and he he will have enough cachet to be able to look at tatum and brown like hey it's time for you boys to get busy exactly and he would also be able to say hey Y'all need to chill. Let me work this pick and roll action for a minute. And he ain't gonna and he ain't gonna cost you nothing. Yeah, might be that. Hey, that might be the way. Hey, we got a lot of off season to go through, but as you can already see, man, there's a lot of threads leading to it. Hey, I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. Y'all got a lot of knowledge in the game. People always looking at just like, hey, you know, bring on this guy, bring on that guy. I say, listen, I know people to know a lot more. <laughs> than any other thing that anybody done rip, wrote anything or do anything like that. We're going to get the real and we're going to keep rolling it in and we'll do it this way. Yo, 
I appreciate the conversation. I feel like it's like a very real thing. I appreciate the time y'all put in for it. Hey, next bottle is on me. It'll be in the mail. We'll have a good time. We'll keep on. We'll keep on. We'll keep on piecing it up. I got a lot of travels to do here at the end of the summer, so I might just bring them myself. You know what I'm saying? But hey, peace to y'all, brothers. Hey, everybody, stay locked in, man. Follow Straight Out Low Cash. We on Facebook. We on Instagram. We're everywhere. You can follow me. I'm at Cheap Seed Fan. I'm back on all the platforms through that. My beef with Twitter is over, so follow me again back there. But Ayo, we gonna run this back, man, because there's a lot more to talk about. Actually, I promise you, after KD, however that works out, we're gonna be right back, and we're gonna talk let's, about it. Let's again. lock in. Because the whole league gonna change again, and that's the beauty of the league, man. But for the time being, yo, I'm mad, man. This is my man's DJ. This is my man Paul Arzen down here. No, that's that's my man. That's my man Jo down there. Yo, a lot, a lot, a lot of knowledge, man. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Yo, hey, yo, message into us. Let us know what you're thinking. If you got any thoughts about it, let us know. We're gonna always answer it. We're gonna answer all the mail. But until that time, yo, peace, man. Much love. Appreciate y'all. All right, man. Y'all be easy. I love, love.